0: What if I told you it's actually tea time? tea time?
1: Tea time. Tea time.
0: It's tea time, baby. Tea time, baby. Tea time, yeah.
2: It's actually the time for tea. Tea time?
0: Well, 11 Tea time. Right, right, righty. Okay, there we go. So welcome to tea time. Uh, today I have with me Aurora. It is 1042, Wednesday the 8th of february 2023 we are in the john f germany library in the virginia steel room or in the steel room i don't know what her first name is it doesn't (laughs) matter um so hello aurora how are you
2: good how are you i'm
0: doing well i'm doing very well um okay so i ask this question to people a lot and you're the only person who's answered it the way you did. So like I, I like I asked you because we went to our friend's party like a couple months back and I was like, how do I know that you are real? <laughs> and everybody is like nobody ever says people are like, oh, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. Like it's always like, oh, I got to explain it or something like that. You're the only person who has ever been like, I am real. <laughs> like I'm definitely a real person. Yeah, so, I am real. <laughs> how do you know you're a real person?
2: Um, my thoughts are real. I just, when I interact with reality, it's a conscious creation of what I'm doing. And so, you know, I make an effect on reality and I see it ripple outward. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it could go into other topics of like, how do we know all of this is real? You know?
0: (laughs) Well, like, because I, right, I know I'm real. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're saying, you know, you're real because Mm -hmm. like... I think therefore I am, right? Everybody knows that one. Um but I mean, how do yeah, how do I like how do I know that you, that you're not just programmed to say that or like I don't can you prove that you're I mean, I can't prove that I'm real to you.
2: Hmm. So
0: like how would you prove that you're real to me, I guess? If you had
2: to. <laughs> it's already getting really it, yeah, meta. Um yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just real quick, you know, prove you exist. Hmm. <laughs>
2: I mean, I guess it's really if if somebody creates something out that outlives them, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of people that feel programmed in their lives to just do certain things and they don't do anything original or mm-hmm. sort of like create their own thing. But I think a sign of being real is like somebody who creates something completely unique that has never existed before.
0: See, I don't know that you can that anybody can do that, though, like, because in, in my mind, my like uh, guess at how people work, and this is definitely not an original thought, but it's like the nature plus nurture thing. Mm-hmm. So like you have your predisposition, like you're kind of set up with certain weights in your brain. So like, you know, like the feisty Italian kind of thing. So it's <laughs> like, okay, based on like your genetics, you have a certain predispositions So like maybe you're angrier, maybe you're calmer, or something like that, depending on, you know, what mix you get. And then through your experiences in life, that kind of tints it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you can't like, like you can't do something that has no like cause from it. Like, the, like what can you say? Like you can be like, oh, I made a drawing, but it's like okay. I mean, at the very basic, you can be like, oh, people have made drawings before, so like you didn't come up with drawing. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, if you want to say, just be like, okay, that's bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're like, okay, this picture that I made is original Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like how can you say it's not like inspired by other pictures you've seen maybe inspired by just what you've seen in nature like how do you like is there anything that you could say like if you were just in a vacuum in a black room you would be like oh yeah like five (laughs) apples but then those are apples so it was like in the concept of five you know about yeah i mean yeah. well
2: <laughs> I, I mean that goes into like the whole spiritual nature of things you know and like whether you believe in past lives or not and mm. so there's there is yes the nurture and nature but there's also like the soul and where the soul comes from mm. and I mean I'm a I believe that my soul does not originate on this planet
0: <laughs> where, where do you think it comes from
2: um like Andromeda
0: like the whole galaxy or mm-hmm. like what like what do you mean
2: andromeda is considered to be in the future just because of where it's based in light and whatnot but it's also the oldest um galaxy that exists i don't know it's it's really interesting but i i do feel that i my soul has come here for a mission Mm. on this planet and you know even though i have this body and the family that i grew up with and so there is a level of nurture in nature but there's also this level of i'm bringing in things that don't necessarily originate here on this planet and so they may originate from somewhere else so y- you know i guess
0: <laughs> i mean do you th- like have you been here for a while or did yes. you just come no from i've been
2: i've been here for a while
0: have, have, like, are there other people from Andromeda? Definitely. Or, like, how many, like, what's the dish Where do the other people come from? Like, can um, some people come from, I
2: think like- other, yeah, other galaxies, other dimensions. And I think that, honestly, Earth is, you know, a place that's full of diversity of from different places on the universe. Because mm-hmm. you've seen... Have you seen Avatar, like, the... Like
1: uh, the blue people? Yeah, the blue yeah, yeah, people. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so, you know, in some form, like, I believe that our souls are sort of put into these bodies and mm-hmm. are given these lessons and experiences to, um, to explore consciousness in the physical realm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this level of like forgetting about like where we come from, which makes the game a little more fun, but mm-hmm. also kind of, you know, what we're talking about right now is like, how do we know we're real? It, you know, it creates these sort of questions of like, how do we actually know? But I mean, I know I'm real (laughs) that's all there is like it's just a knowing and I mean I don't think I have to prove it but you know if I embody a certain level of realness and the sort of art I create it is a mixture of things I've seen but it's also a mixture of things I see inside of people because you know I do aura drawings for people Mm -hmm. and so there are uh, things about their, like, external environment that I include in these drawings, but there's also things in their internal environment that I include. And so, you know, sort of, like, emotions and feelings and things that aren't necessarily, like, um, you can't, like, touch physically, but are felt and are on, you know, other planes of, um, like, conscious perception, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Inter- oh there's so many like <laughs> places to go with that okay wh- mm-hmm. like what do you think like so so you believe like in reincarnation then yes kind of um i mean like because i would think like buddhists or something i mean i don't know what they think but like <laughs> i assume it's just like oh yeah it's just human stuff like they don't think like the whole like andromeda or like what do you, what do you think the soul like wh- where does it come from like is it in an, an infinite like thing like it's you know you can't be destroyed or created or like
2: um yeah so i so i think that our souls you know just like when you look at a tree you see it has all these branches and it becomes really fractal of the trunk and then these branches have all these different leaves i think that the soul itself like we are a leaf Mm -hmm. I'm a leaf next to you right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the same tree. So, But Mm -hmm. we're still connected to the same energy source and we're connected to the roots down in the ground. And Mm -hmm. we are the whole tree, but we're pretending to be leaves.
0: (laughs) Mm. Okay. I mean, because I I, I could kind of see, because certain things I think, are, like, down to the fact that, like, we're the same kind of species. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you know, if we were two dogs, you know, it'd be like, yeah, we both sniff butts. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But it's not like, I don't know, it's not like there was, like, an, I mean, maybe there was, like, one OG dog or, like, the essence of dog. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, when you're, we're both human, so it's kind of like, oh, yeah, when we smell food, we're going to be like, oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. But it's not, like... I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's just kind of like we're both – it's down to like, yeah, of course Mm -hmm. we're both like instinctually humans kind of thing. Or like certain things like, okay, humans all have like two arms, two legs, Mm -hmm. or like most of them, right? (laughs) And so it's kind of the same of like, yeah, we all come from the same sort of base genetic code, or like we Mm -hmm. all – we're the same species, right? And you can kind of see your like – certain things represented in other animals so like chimpanzees for instance like you know two arms two legs Mm -hmm. same same and then like certain like there are people who study like chimpanzee like interactions Mm -hmm. and you can kind of see like the parallels between human interaction and chimpanzee interactions and so it's sort of like where does that like how far back in the tree do you have to go to before a fish is like you know starting to like try and
2: well i so i actually don't believe in evolution like that you know do i don't what do you i don't think in? we come from monkeys they still exist yeah if if we evolved from monkeys there would not be monkeys that still exist but i believe that well i have a i have a few theories but i do believe that humans were divinely designed as we are mm-hmm. and that humans have been um On this planet, and we're meant to be on this planet. And that, just like other species, everything was created as it was. Like there is a level of evolution of like how we grow and how we adapt and learn. So I do believe to that extent, but to the extent of like we come from a different animal, I disagree Mm. because I just believe in intelligent design. Um, I think you know aliens had to do with it. Mm. (laughs) Like I mean, there's there's a few theories, so I'm not like I'm not very set on some of. Some of my things, I more mm. am, like to think about all these different ways that we could have come to be. But, you know, another funny theory I've heard is like an alien came down and, you know, had sex with a monkey yeah. and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, know, okay. Because yeah. we're like, we have these, um, we have a certain level of consciousness that monkeys don't have, but mm-hmm. we are, um, what do you call it? Home homeo- sapien. Mm-hmm. So, yeah i don't know i mean like i said i do believe the human body um was created in the image of of god or or source creation just like how we have the ability to experience consciousness Mm -hmm. on such a level that no other animal can
0: i mean okay well because there's two questions i get from that is like first like i'm gonna say both of them and then you just pick whichever one you want first Mm -hmm. but like what do you believe in like religion in general what's your whole thing and then two is like are like animals conscious in any way
2: yes to the animals are conscious um they're everything is consciousness this table that is in front of us is consciousness and i don't know if it feels anything but i know it's a part of all of consciousness
0: what does that mean that's
2: (laughs) (laughs) it means that like consciousness itself like is just all of reality.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep going on that <laughs> one. <You can't>. Um, <laughs> just go off, like you know, it's
2: yeah. about you. So, um, I guess it's like, well, I, I've experienced um, in you know altered states of consciousness, mm-hmm. um, usually on plant medicines, that everything around me starts to breathe, mm-hmm. like with me, and I'm I notice the whole world is breathing as one Mm -hmm. and so that tells me you know in that conscious state i start to see these other levels of how everything around me is alive so that just tells me it's all connected and me being able to observe it through my own consciousness tells me that it's observing me back Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um i've never really explained it. it's more of just been a sort of oh yeah i just know it yeah yeah. (laughs) um but yeah, and to the religion thing. So, I believe that there's truth in a lot of religions, and I think that there is, um, you know, certain codes in all of them. And but there's also uh, fallacies in a lot of them. And I think you know they've distorted it a lot from the actual truth. Because mm-hmm. I believe uh, in Christianity and a lot of what it has to say, but it's left out a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. And you know, their idea of God being only a father, I think that God is also a mother because if you look at all of reality and all of creation, it is masculine and feminine like energies or principles, not necessarily the gender of how humans look at it, but like these energies that coexist throughout all of nature that come together and they create life. And so I look at you know the source or the creation of life as being both of these masculine and feminine energies this polarity coming together to create all of life meaning god has to be a sort of father and a mother mm-hmm. to us
0: well like certain um because like when i went i went to catholic school from like mm-hmm. high school and like the way they, like my uh religion teacher like taught it is like he's saying like yeah no it's not like like God's not like a dude with a beard, right? He's like, it's more like a everything is God. Kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that's kind of more like because of just like humans like to frame it as like a human perspective. So they're like, it's, oh yeah, it's, a it's easier. Guy. Yeah. yeah. It's, I
2: think it's easier for our minds to grasp like it being just another person like us. Mm-hmm. Um, which in a way, if you do believe everything is god and that every person is a part of god as i said earlier with the leaves coming you know the leaves part of the tree if Mm -hmm. the tree is god and we we're really a part of god and we're a um, fractal of Mm -hmm. all of creation so you know
0: (laughs) well like i think because i don't know about the exact source but there's definitely a certain like just Way of the world. Like, there's a mm-hmm. certain, there's certain, like, laws of nature, right? Definitely. And then it's just, like, built on top of each other over and over. So it's like, you know, you have, like, three particles, like, proton, <laughs> neutron, and electron. That's everything is that. Mm-hmm. It's either that or it's not, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Or, like, there's photons, but, like, you know, we don't gotta go to that. <laughs> but it's like, okay, you just have those three things and then just different combinations, different amounts of them put together make different elements and then different Mm -hmm. elements, make different substances. And then you go up and up of like complexity of combination and then you can get, you know, people versus a rock. It's Mm -hmm. like you're both made out of the same stuff. Exactly. But just mushed together in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know that that's like, is that God though? Or is that just like, the the pattern of the world you know it's it's like rather than that being like grammar mm-hmm. versus like the person who wrote the sentence if that makes sense yeah <laughs> um i mean but like okay so further you like so do you think do you believe in all like the like the story like noah or like moses kind of stuff i mean
2: i you know they potentially could be real stories that happened you know, how can how can we say that they're not? But it's hard to say that there's complete truth in, you know, these different texts because they have been passed down through so so much time. Mm -hmm. Unless if it's the original text, you know, I know there's like the Dead Sea scrolls Mm -hmm. or the original like Torah um, paper scrolls. But even then, you know, it's been it's been written by other people's perspective on God and on religion. And so I mean, my belief is that we all are able to connect to God or spirituality through our own being. And there are, like I said, I believe that there are truths in the Bible, like things, you know, like the kingdom is within you or the kingdom of heaven is within you. And just there's things I've read in there that I'm like, okay, that does feel true. And then there's other things that feel a little bit like distorted and don't feel accurate. And I just don't know if that's the time difference you know like when you read text from a different period of history you don't know what exactly was happening during that period of time but you know during this time it's just different and um there are people who say like you need to read the bible to be able to connect to god like you need this physical thing outside of you to be able to have a connection and i disagree with that Mm -hmm. i think that all of the truth is written in our dna and that you know if there's a kid in like a different country who will never ever have access to the bible or christianity or anything like that if god is a fair and equal god then that child doesn't need this Mm -hmm. external thing that was created to have a connection well that was
0: something that we always um Cause like in Catholic school, half of the religion class, like it's, it's like, you're just trying to like mess with the teacher basically. So like Mm -hmm. half of it was just like, okay, if I like, if somebody has a gun to my head and is like, you have to have sex with this girl, then is it okay? Is it not a sin? Like that was half of our questions. It's just like, (laughs) how can I have sex? And like, God's like, okay with it, you know? Yeah. Um, But in that sort of same line of like, just trying to beat the rules. It was always like, okay, what if there's a guy on an island who's never seen a Bible? Like, is he going to go to hell?
2: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't think that, like I said, I think that God is fair and that every being is connected to God, regardless of if they have a Bible or Mm -hmm. any of these religious texts. And, you know, I think religion has almost become a cult to some extent of like you have to (laughs) you have to do these things or you have to be this way so that you can be seen as holy or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know god is the only one who can judge us Mm -hmm. really and even then i don't think that god is a hateful or spiteful god Mm -hmm. i think that god is eternal love, Mm. like always, you know, just like a parent sees their child when they fall down, they don't hit the child for falling. And they're like, why are you doing that, you dumb child? Or Mm. something like, I mean, maybe some parents may, but that's (laughs) not (laughs) not what we perceive as being a good parent, you know, Mm. so I think that, a good parent is somebody who sees their child falling and is like, oh, you can get up again. They nurture them. That's the mother aspect, is like, I'm going to hold you and tell you it's okay. And then the father aspect is like, you have to get up again and you have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so those are both of those functions coming in, um, you know, that we have within ourselves. Like every person has a mother and a father whether they know them or not you have these two energies and aspects within yourself that came together to create you so they both exist within you Mm. and you also were a child at some point and you know most people in this society have experienced trauma Mm. and usually it's experienced as a child and until you heal that trauma it's actually your inner child that still hurt Mm. which is why it really looks like and feels like there's a lot of children and adult bodies walking around with adult power oh, yeah. with trauma. And they're like, mm. yeah. you know, they, they have that child attitude of like, oh, I didn't get my way because they didn't heal themselves. And then these people are having children mm-hmm. and they never actually took responsibility for their being, which I think is really the sort of go- like moving into the level of adulthood is you take responsibility for yourself Mm. and you take responsibility for the whole universe that you are creating. And once you move into that, I think you become a more, you become a stronger being to be able to take care of another life Mm. because you stop putting yourself first and you more so, you realize there's another being I have to take care of now. I mean, you still put yourself first in the sense of you have to take care of yourself, Mm. but not in the selfish sense of like, you know, I come first and like, this is all about me or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that God is the same way, just like a parent would be to a child. God wants to help us grow and wants to teach us and is not judgeful, but is more like, I want you to learn the lessons about the world and about, you know, love basically.
0: Mm. Well, it's, it's interesting because like, the so when it goes back to the, like the guy on the island, the the like caveat that they always had was like okay yeah the guy is not um you know he's not in trouble for not knowing but you, since you know you need to go over there and tell him and it's sort of like and, and, and that kind of connects to like what you're saying about like the previous trauma is kind of a, a lot of people are like well you have to do it because i had to do it like they made me learn this stuff mm-hmm. you need to spread it so that they know and it's sort of like our way is the best way too
2: yeah exactly and it's not seeing other perspectives and you know like my spiritual beliefs are everybody has a perspective of the truth and you know nobody has the whole truth but all together we are the whole truth Mm -hmm. and so you go to the um amazon and you go meet shaman their their beliefs about reality are going to be much different than you go to like a christian church and you talk to somebody in there Mm -hmm. so both of these they may not necessarily be wrong or right, but they both have an aspect of the truth. And I think that what, one thing about though the Amazon is what they've experienced, especially with like um, ayahuasca <laughs> and their ceremonies, and whatnot. Is they've d- experienced God directly, which I, I've actually had several experiences like that, mm-hmm. where it's been a direct, like internal, conscious, um, just remembering and awakening and there's also a lot of theories that um jesus did mushrooms <laughs> mm.
0: how do you so is that how you see god like you gotta do yes. like mushrooms
2: you don't necessarily have to there's a lot of people who've um you know had very angelic or g- like god experiences in sober states mm. but in a state of mushrooms it definitely opens you up yeah, to it be, yeah it does help <laughs> um especially just because there's this reality and you know you've heard of the matrix and this sort of like overlay of artificial consciousness that has been put over our beings to sort of make us not feel connected to our full self.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean, that's what I really think the matrix is, is it's just trying to make us forget our connection to source and forget our power and the sort of magic that we actually have.
0: So do you think like technology is trying to like take us away from that?
2: One mm-hmm. 100%. Like I think that technology... Is obviously a tool and can help us a lot. Like I use a GPS to get here, mm. <laughs> and um, but I think to the level of like artificial intelligence and you know the metaverse and oh like come into this perfect realm, upload your consciousness to the cloud, sort of idea mm. is um is this oh oh it goes really deep. I don't know how. To
1: <laughs> I mean, we got time. Okay. You know?
2: Well, so. You know, obviously, there's an enemy of God, (laughs) Mm. and you can see it throughout the world. That's why there's a lot of suffering. That's why there's a lot of hate and all of this evil that we see. I mean, even if you look at the words good and evil, you can find God in the word good, and you can find evil in the word devil. Mm. And so, I mean, these are just these opposites, and you see them throughout the entire world. And if if people don't see it, I don't don't know what to say. I mean, I obviously see it, but... Um, there are these counter, or, you know, the, the, stories of like the devil once being an angel of God, but not wanting to obey or be a part anymore. And so he separated himself basically. And in my perception, I look at God as this like eternally flowing, um, you know, energy that's like constantly producing more energy and it's just expanding itself. And I look at the devil as a black hole. It consumes light. It takes light, and it can't exist, like, really on its own without consuming things. Mm. And so for the um, for the devil to get power, it has to consume the light of beings who are connected to source. And so the whole Matrix movies are about humans being a battery, basically. Like, mm-hmm. their energy is being... Um, mined by you know these robots and whatnot and so that's what's happening is a lot of people you know they're connected to source so they have this connection to this eternal flowing energy but these beings um you know all the dark ones whatever you want to call it like i think there's so many different names for all these things but um i see many themes of these sort of stories mm-hmm. um but they, the only way for them to exist is by consuming um, the energy of all these people. And so technology, I'm sure you've felt it before, but you go on your phone and it sucks you in. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a black hole, it's a black screen and you turn it on and it sucks you in and it like for hours. And it at the end, if you're on social media or you're doing something and you're not that's why it gets a little tricky because, like I said, it can be a tool, and like I've learned a lot from social media, and I've learned a lot from YouTube and all this. But it, there's a certain level of how much it starts to like suck you in, and then afterward, if I spend hours on my phone, I feel tired. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have any energy. I didn't even physically move my body, but I was just looking into a screen, and then I feel tired. Mm-hmm. And so I know that my energy is being siphoned through through our phones, and and that goes into another thing of like I wear silver to protect myself mm-hmm. from our phones and all these like
0: okay towers. <laughs> we, okay we have to get to that because that's okay um, but i mean do you think there's like an, an like you need evil to a certain extent like you need the darkness to have the light or you think you can just get rid of all of it
2: um i so there are a few like theories that i've thought about and i you know there. Uh, I forget which religions they are, but, you know, there are ones that believe that both these energies are needed in order for balance. But like the yin and yang, a lot of people consider the, um, you know, the dark part of the circle being the darkness of the evil. Mm -hmm. But I actually disagree with that because I think that it more represents this sort of silence and the, you know, like the darkness of a womb, like a baby is born in darkness or a baby is grown in darkness. And then when it's born, it comes into the light or a seed, a seed starts to sprout in the darkness of the soil before it touches the light. So I honestly think that the darkness more represents this like empty space for life to be born in basically. Um, I don't think that evil is needed. (laughs) Obviously it is Um, pervading this universe so much that, you know, there are agendas, there are things that they're doing to try and stop... Basically this great awakening that's happening on this planet right now. Like that's why all this crazy stuff is happening is because this is like this is the place to be in the universe right now. Like for real. Like if you have a body right now, you are lucky because there's a lot of souls. <laughs> there's a lot of souls that are watching, like a reality TV show almost oh. of just what's happening because there's never been such a great awakening with this amount of people on on a planet at once and you know, I th- I honestly think that if, if we are created in the image of God, then, you know, God must have a heart. God also has a brain and all the other organs. And I look at these other parts of God as being, like, other dimensions or maybe even planets. I think that earth is the heart of God. Because if you re-spell earth, it spells heart. Mm-hmm. And also all the themes and lessons on this planet are about love. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what the liver of God, what the lessons would be there, but I assume mm. that maybe that's another place that exists, but there must also be a brain of God. Anyways, if you, were an en- like if you had an enemy, where do you think they would strike first?
0: I mean, your mind.
2: Well, but if they were trying to kill you,
0: you kill a brain. oh uh, yeah, you could. I yeah, mean, I think you're, you're, you're heart, right. You could go like, for the brain,
2: but the heart as well. And so, I mean, you know, like I said, I believe that we are in the heart of God, and that's why everything revolves around love here, and that's why everything that's happening right now is an attack on our hearts and the family unit, and like you know, just all of the sort of connection to people and the connection to nature it has to do with the heart and so they want to darken the hearts of people because they're attacking god through us
0: but what about okay so like if we're the heart what about like the aliens like are are, are there like a liver aliens who are just like really <laughs> clean or like what you know
2: i i don't know i'm not i'm not there right now and i'm obviously my my capacity of all of this is limited to what I've come to learn, but I think that I know what I'm meant to know right now, and that's that's all that matters, is I don't need to really know about all those other things, because I'm not in those place, and that knowledge wouldn't like, it It wouldn't it's do anything. It, it's not useful, yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay, I mean, okay, so the, the silver thing then. <laughs> yes. What's up with that? What's, what can so, you So <laughs> silver, look. The color or, like, the element?
2: It's, it's actually silver. Oh, there's a like, silver lined jacket? Yeah, it has um, silver threadings through. And so basically it protects me from um, EMFs, which are, you know, microwave radiation that's coming off all the 5G towers that they put up in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I forget what they're called, but there's these uh, testers that show how much, like, radiation is coming off of a cell tower. Mm-hmm. I know that when I wear this, I feel very grounded. And if um,
0: you don't think that's psychological, to
2: some, um, no, because I've tested it. And like the reason why I got this is because I have so much technology around me. Like I, I grew up in a family of technology because my dad he did um, IT for the military and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we we had technology everywhere, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I. I want to do animation, and inevitably, I have to interact with technology to do the sort of art that I want to do. And so, I invested in this because I, you know, I saw, um, I saw on Instagram somebody had you know this clothing and they were saying it helped them i was like well i'm an experimenter Mm -hmm. and i do say it has helped me significantly Mm -hmm. like it feels and i also have a blanket so i sleep under um silver at night Mm -hmm. and my dreams my everything it's like i have very vivid dreams when i sleep under it Mm -hmm. and i feel rested and almost like instantly relaxes my body and like grounds me to the earth Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting um
0: I, I recommend. <laughs> so, okay, but is it, like, it has to be silver? Like, what about, like, copper? Or the like-
2: copper, yeah, copper is good, too. So, copper, gold, silver, platinum. All of these metals, you know, No they- steel.
0: Get that shit out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't... Steel doesn't really have the same properties, and I can't I can't tell you about the sort of science behind it. I just know it works, and, you know, the reason why these metals are so, like revered by people is because they have they have a value to them that is you know sort of electromagnetic of how they interact with our bodies mm-hmm. and even even in the pyramids like there's there's a lot of um different metals that they have everywhere mm-hmm. and that show you uh yeah all these different
0: because <laughs> <laughs> i don't, well so i went to the pyramids actually like okay like two weeks ago or something like oh, that wow um but like i mean They've kind of, like, fucked up the pyramids. Or, like, they haven't, like, fucked them up, but it's kind of weird, like... Because I went inside, but, Mm -hmm. like, the whole shaft you go up is just, like, a big stone tube. Yeah. And then you get into, like, the king's chamber, and it's just, like, a big rectangular room. Like, it's not... Yeah. They're definitely not
2: showing all of what's there. No. And, I mean, and that's fair, because they don't want to necessarily mess up these relics, but at the uh, same time, it's like, are they hiding something? I think,
0: yeah, the Egyptian government's kind of, like... They're weird, but to me, like the way I think of it, because you see all these people around it too, and they're like trying to sell tchotchkes and like <laughs> different, you know, bits and bobs too. It. And it, to me, it's like. If, like, we lose all of our technology, but, like, somebody finds an iPhone Mm -hmm. and they know how to charge it, right? And so they keep it in a museum and it just plays this, like, gif of a dancing monkey. And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's the moving picture. (laughs) Like, look at it. Look at it, you know, what great technology. Mm -hmm. And then you come from the past and you're like, and you swipe up and you're like, oh, there's the menu. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you could do that? You know, we just thought it was the dancing monkey thing. (laughs) Like, really, it's a phone and it has, like, way more capability. Yeah,
2: oh, definitely. Like, they're there is a lot and i mean i you know in going back to past lives i definitely believe i lived in egypt at one point <laughs> and um i feel a lot of connections to have being there and a lot of the technologies that they actually had um, like what well i just believe that um in ancient times you know that humans were more advanced Mm -hmm. and that they had a lot more, um, knowledge of the universe and the sort of mathematics and the laws of just how everything works, Mm -hmm. that they were able to harness the energy of, you know, source. Like they, where the pyramids are, um, located is the, oh, the, I forget what it's called. The, um,
0: it's so like, a, one of those, like, geometry with the Earth kind of things? Like, um,
2: um, it's, like, on a map when you have the,
0: like... Oh, like a guideline or something? Is that what it's called? A ley line or something like that? Yeah. That lines up with, like, a bunch of other stuff?
2: It's the coordinates. So, the coordinates of the pyramids um, exa- are the exact equation for the speed of light. Mm. Yeah. So, there's all these, like, really you know, interesting things about where these pyramids are and, you know, the shape of them and what they do. And I believe that they were harnessing the energy of everything. So rather than taking it from other people, they Mm. were just building, you know, um, their own form of technology that created free energy for people. And like then there's people like um, Nikola Tesla, (laughs) bless you. you. And there's people like Nikola Tesla who, figured out how to harness that energy because we have to pay right now for electricity. We shouldn't have to pay. It should be free.
0: (laughs) But, like, you know, that's not, like, how can you make it free? Like, that's not how the world works. But
2: that's what I'm saying is there's people who have already figured out how to make free-flowing energy where it's not, you're not having to take it from something else, but where you are harnessing it from the world around you, the like, basically the air around you. Mm -hmm. And so Nikola Tesla, his design was, you know, it was this tube, it was a circle, and then, you know, obviously it had the stand, and it the energy would move around itself, and so it started creating, like, eternal free energy, basically, mm-hmm. rather than having to, you know, take it from something. Like, obviously solar panels, you know, are, are taking it from the sun, but it's still, you have to wait for the sun to come out. It's not just harnessing the energy from the air, and, you know, a lot of... Um, theories about UFOs and how they fly the way that they do is they have that technology of mm-hmm. that sort of um, circular uh, uh, just creating energy from itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because I know there's definitely – so, like, there's, like, the laws of thermodynamics of, like, energy can't be created or destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's, like, oh, well, where does that energy go, mm-hmm. like, in an engine? And so a lot of it goes to, like, the mechanical – it turns into mechanical engine energy, so it moves the car. And then all that energy is lost by, you know, air resistance and friction. And then some of that isn't, like – like, engines aren't 100% efficient. They're, like, only, like, 30% efficient. <laughs> so most of the energy just turns into heat, and then we, like – get rid of the heat, we just put it into the air because, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't use the heat. Um, And so it's kind of like, oh, how can you, like, you know, all this energy is just dissipated into, like, where does it go? Like, it's all micro energy around that you can't really, like, utilize, but somehow it's there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can say, like, oh, well, it's being given off into space or something like that, which is like, ah, I mean, I don't know. Um, But, like, do you think that... Like, I mean, do you, do you think there is, like, a conspiracy? Like, people are trying to hide it?
2: Oh, for sure. Because they they're making money right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of it has to do with money. But u- ultimately, money is actually energy, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's like a building block of this universe. Mm-hmm. The more money you have or energy you have, the more you're able to, like, do with that. And so... um In a way, like, money is how they're controlling energy, (laughs) ironically. Yeah. And so, you know, because if they had free energy, if they gave free energy to every single person on this planet... Mm -hmm the things that we could do. We wouldn't need a government. We wouldn't need all these people telling us what we need to do. Everybody would be like, I have access to this free energy. I don't have to work. I don't, I don't have to work that much because if I can grow my own plants and I have electricity in my house for free and you know, water is a whole other thing. But you know, I, I believe it is 100% possible that everybody can have all their basic needs met that once your basic needs are met, you can actually start reaching higher levels of consciousness. Mm. Because have you ever heard of the chakras before?
0: I've heard of them. But-
2: well, so there's, you know, there's eight chakras that are the main ones. You actually have chakras all over your body. They're basically like little energy centers Is that of kind of like
0: have you seen Naruto?
2: Yeah, I have. <laughs> okay, so it has
0: got, like, the little chakra points or something
2: yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, basically there's the root chakra, which is the red um, red chakra. And it's at the bottom of your spine. And so that represents security, uh, stability, and feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it goes all the way up through the rainbow. And um, But the reason why I was bringing them up is because people – when they don't have their, when they don't feel safe, when they don't feel rooted in what they're uh, like doing, they mm-hmm. can't reach the higher states of consciousness, which are going to be like the crown chakra and the the third eye and the mm-hmm. uh, throat chakra. So these are higher states of how we perceive reality and through a sort of like spiritual lens but if somebody is having to survive for their basic needs like all the time they're focusing only on the root chakra Mm -hmm. which is the physical reality and so if they make it where people have to work all the time just to like have those needs met they can't they don't have energy for the higher states of consciousness
0: well that's something that um they have like in psychology it's it's slightly different but it's called like Maslow's hierarchy of needs
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly so you've heard of that so mm-hmm. it's like
0: yeah you need to have like food before you can worry about like self actualization or like well <laughs> yeah. social first but then yeah you go to the actualization
2: Yeah thing. exactly and so you know it's interesting i like i i am grateful and blessed to have my basic needs met because it allows me to have more time and energy to meditate and connect to my higher self and connect to just higher states of consciousness
0: so what like hmm, okay because like okay what do you do when you when you meditate what do you so are you trying to self-actualize right now or are you worrying worrying, or working on like (laughs) right before you know like you're still going on throat you're not even too head yet
2: well, you all of these are constantly going. It's more about if they're open or not. Because or like, your chakras can be sort of closed off or dull because there's not enough energy going to that center. Really, like the most optimal state of being is you have all of them open flowing at the same balanced state and you have basically the chi moving through your entire body moving through all of the chakras in your body and all the energy centers and your body's like fully turned on Mm -hmm. so you know i think there's a lot of things that people are still learning and i'm still learning too to you know sort of clear blocks because the trauma can put a block in one of the chakras Mm -hmm. like if somebody um, if somebody's house like caught on fire when they're a child their root chakra could be extremely like um, Dim or dull or they don't feel grounded or like after that point. They feel very like unsettled, you know mm-hmm. in their reality and whatnot. So um, Going to like the question you had about meditating. Uh, what do I do? Mm-hmm. well, I there, you know, there's all these, like, oh, this is how you meditate. Like, you have to, like, visualize all these things, yada, yada, yada. I think all that is, like, BS. <laughs> like, I think, actually, I learned from a spiritual mentor um, that the most important thing, if you look at your fingers, you count nine times, relax, 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 and then one of the fingers is technique. <laughs> so relaxation is the most important aspect of meditating it's more about relaxing your entire body and just calming yourself down because a lot of people and a lot of meditations now are like oh you need to silence the mind and like that that comes later on but focusing on that first is not what's going to help you get there like you need to first just figure out how to relax all the muscles in your body and how to release the tensions so that you start sinking deeper into the floor almost and sometimes you know when I meditate thoughts come in my brain and like I just sort of observe them because I realized that I'm not this being that you're talking to. Like, this is my ego. This is the consciousness that I get to observe. But really, when a thought comes into my brain and goes out, there is a moment of silence, meaning that I'm not my thoughts, Mm. meaning that I'm the observer of my thoughts. Mm. So anything that comes into my head, anything that is a thought that I observe, that is not me. Mm. It's a part of... The ego that i'm observing but it's not the actual being that i am which is just the observer
0: mm-hmm. so what like hmm. i mean but it's, so are you trying to focus just mainly on like what are you trying to do with that like are you trying to just get really good at like separating from everything are you trying to get good at like you know like how does that relate to the chakras like how do you self self self-actualize is that the one where you are just like i am like just a ball like nothing (laughs) Um, touches me kind of thing
2: well in a way i mean it's more about like so that that observation you know leads into self-awareness into everything else so like when i learned to observe all these different like aspects when I'm meditating like sometimes I'll have like a random ping on one side of my body Mm -hmm. while I'm meditating and you know I mean that goes into like the the left part of the brain correlates to the right part of the body and vice versa and you know like the left brain being more masculine and the right brain being more feminine and so you know those parts of me it goes back into that but um in in the up like just observing things like the more that I practice just observing my myself in a sort of deep and relaxed state I do start to move into different dimensions and I mean you can use that to like astro, like astrally travel and whatnot mm-hmm. I mean I think the human body is the most advanced piece of piece of technology on this planet mm-hmm. and that we have stargates inside of us we have little um, portals here and there and there's just so much Technology inside of us, like organic technology that was created by divine design that we can access and like sort of travel and whatnot. But you have to, you do have to align all your chakras first because there's, um, if you don't have something aligned, you can accidentally travel to somewhere really dark <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't have that control. And so the observation is actually Learning discipline. It's learning how to control yourself, how to how to be responsible for your own consciousness, and where to direct your focus. Because a lot of people will struggle when they first start meditating is to how to focus on anything, or there's too much happening, and they don't want to be alone with their thoughts. And there's like several levels of it, and like how far you can get, mm-hmm. and it goes. It just goes even deeper into sort of self mastery and sort of. Um, becoming a god because if we're children of god that means that we can one day become like god Mm -hmm. so i think that that's what this is teaching us is that we're like in an embryo right now like Mm -hmm. our souls are little baby gods that are learning godhood basically
0: so is that sort of like the um Uh, Like kind of like the Buddhist thing of like reaching nirvana. Like once you, like you get to try over and over again and eventually you get it right and then you get to go to the next level. Yes,
2: 100%. I think actually the um, consciousness that we have been operating in is like kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I believe that there are way higher grades of godhood and, you know, there are celestial beings that look down on us or not down on us, but they look like they're, they're in a higher consciousness, so they just—I <laughs> don't—I don't know how to fully explain that. Yeah. Not down on us in a bad way, but just you know, oh, like look at them. Oh. So kind of like
0: you are looking at it like a dog, and you're like, look at him go. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like eating yeah. poop, and you're like, don't do that. really dog.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's more in a like another parental sort of um, perception. Yeah, like kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so what are you doing to like? Like, are you trying to? Are you trying to go to space, or like, you know, like, are you? What do you What do you, what do you want to be when you grow up, kind of thing, you know? <laughs>
2: um, Well, when I was younger, what I always responded to that question, I would say I want to be a rock star, <laughs> <laughs> and I find that I am following that dream, <laughs> and I am an artist, I'm a musician, and. I want to spread these messages, basically, and I want to um, create something that will outlive me and that will be just so influential on culture Mm -hmm. and the creativity of culture because I see a lot of... um, I Well, actually, I don't see a lot of creativity, like... uh, like genius creativity especially in this american culture it seems that there's just a, a lack of it especially you know in our generation and they like music and the sort of the art i still see some but um i don't know there, there's a lot of things that i i wonder you know how much people uh just they're not connecting to their actual soul but they are taking too much from the external environment and like i said earlier i think there's a lot of distortion everywhere and so they're sort of creating distorted things
0: (laughs) so where are they like getting it right then wait like where's where's who's got the real art right now then like gotta go to papua new guinea and like yeah they
2: got it like i mean yeah so i haven't i haven't traveled too much um now being like older so i haven't gotten to see all the art of other places Mm -hmm. but i do know that you know a lot of other places are tapping into different parts of i guess their own culture it's just the american culture there's a lot (laughs) so it's obviously not like when i say these things i'm not saying that like all of what i see is like distorted but Mm -hmm. there is a you know a lot of things i question mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of things that of what people listen to that sort of i just i can't resonate with and like what um like i don't know cardi b for example yeah. like that type of music it's wet
0: ass pussy's not your jam no That's not, not your- at all <laughs> it, it's
2: very um it's very low consciousness music and whatever is coming out of it it's not anything that is holy it doesn't feel heart-based and for me like the art and the music that i create comes from my heart And so, and I think that's why it makes people feel um, a certain way. Like when I do sing for people, I've noticed uh, (laughs) there, it brings a lot of tears to people's eyes and it makes people feel things that they have been sort of maybe not feeling for whatever reason. And I know that the most inspired I ever am is when I watch something or I hear something is when it makes my whole body like shiver and like Feels like, Mm -hmm. you know, it it moves me.
0: So like, there's certain songs that are like, because to me, it's like, yeah, you hear like, um, there's like, uh, in in the opening of this Drake song, this this guy sings like, uh, it's like, what is it? It's like only real music's gonna last. All that bullshit is here today and gone tomorrow. It's like Mm -hmm. there are certain songs that are like classics.
2: Exactly, and and usually it's because they they move people, they make them feel something. And so I think a lot of a lot of the pop, that, that's what I should uh, preface what I'm saying is a lot of the pop culture of, you know, what's celebrities and all that and what people um, is popular and common, a lot of that seems very distorted. And it doesn't feel like it's coming from the heart. It feels like it's all honestly the lower chakras and it's more of just like you know sexual primal or like Mm -hmm. you know it's it doesn't have all of the like higher states of consciousness
0: i mean i would say though that like there's something like to that like there's nothing you know it's like yeah you've been eating your salads all day (laughs) and you're like being a good boy but then sometimes you just want like some taco bell like you (laughs) just want that nasty like just give it Mm -hmm. to me kind of thing of like okay yeah sometimes you know like wet ass pussy like yeah like <laughs> that's yeah high five you know pussy's cool but like i mean is there not a place for that like would you say like sometimes like kind of like the balance of like yeah sometimes you can have a little bit of a cheat day and listen to listen to something that's a little um
2: risque. i mean i i would disagree just because i think that it's contributing to the like degradation of society (laughs) and you know when you have little girls or 15 year olds listening to songs like that Mm -hmm. then they're starting to adopt these lifestyles rather than a more wholesome and like pure heart living lifestyle
0: do you have any artists that are any artists that you like i would maybe know that you would say are like they're they're making real shit
2: um hmm there's <laughs> I there's one I really like. I don't know if you would know her, but her name is Fia and she's a Swedish uh, songwriter. Mm-hmm. I also really like Sia.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: Um Sia does make some like, you know, pop songs or whatnot, but there are a lot of her original albums are very just like inspiring and mm-hmm. it feels very unique and original, especially with her voice. It's it's different. Um, Willow Smith. really yeah i i don't know if you've heard any of her original albums but she sings about consciousness in such a beautiful way and like it's been a part of my journey i i love willow smith um definitely something has happened to her family recently and (laughs) uh, well a lot of things but i think that contributes because she's been making a lot more like punk music and you know Mm -hmm. punk is really angry Mm -hmm. not all the time but most of what she's been singing has been sort of angry and yeah. it's an expression of this sort of strife that she's feeling mm-hmm. and so um i miss her i miss her old stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. i miss the sort of like r&b psychedelic like conscious heartfelt music that she
0: makes Wait, where was like isn't what with, with my hair back and forth kind of her
2: <laughs> that yeah. yeah that's that's the song that like broke the internet one time <laughs> <laughs> um but
0: it that's like, like not her real
2: no thing. that she actually came out and said that she was not um she was really upset by that and like that was more of us like oh like you can do something but mm. she uh, i think a lot of people started to bully online and she's like nine when she did that mm. and so it was i think it was her opening into how the world operates in terms of like you when you put yourself out there <laughs> but um, it was it was more after that she created, um, like there's about three albums that she created, one called Willow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one called Artipithecus, and um, The First, and these are all albums that have um, just a lot of heartfelt music in mm-hmm. them, and so, yeah, she's one of them. Um, yeah, I don't
0: have-
2: Kanye ha- West, maybe? Um, I don't really listen to Kanye. Oh. But I mean, he's been he's been going off.
0: Oh I yeah, know. I mean yeah. Recently, I'm just like, dude, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I do have theories of why he's turning or out the way he is, and I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of MK Ultra, like. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of people in Hollywood have been somehow influenced or like. Somehow mind controlled to some extent. Or like per- what? It,
0: it, explain to the to the people at home, <laughs> to the folks. Yeah.
2: yeah so um, MK Ultra, which has been proven to be something that the government has used. There are government documents all yeah, over. Yeah, they admitted to it. Yeah. yeah they, and so it's um, something where they use, uh, like I believe that they use LSD on people to sort of influence them, and then they do, I don't know, maybe some sort of shock. Tortured thing, but basically it's a type of hypnosis that they put celebrities under to um, make them act in a way, and that and that goes into like Cardi B and um, oh, there's another girl that's like her that has become popular, and she's like the uh, "I'm a Cow" song.
0: <laughs> I haven't heard that one. That's I don't know, a- but um, <laughs>
2: anyway, so there, there's just a lot of like even Britney Spears. So she's somebody who has been on it. And the reason why she's had those crazy episodes is because that's when she's sort of, her soul's trying to break out of that. Mm. And so that's why a lot of this music I don't think is good for the soul. And it goes into what I said earlier of this sort of, they're trying to keep consciousness lowered because if we raise our consciousness enough, we become free from the system. And that's the whole point of the matrix is you break free out of the system. But if you aren't strong enough to break out of the system, you still are being mined. And so these songs—it goes into everything in all of like all of the society basically. There's there's a lot of these things that are pulling on our consciousness and are trying to basically keep us lowered. Mm. I mean, don't you think?
0: Because to me, I see stuff like Britney Spears or you know Kanye West and like The Smiths is like. i I think that's just something that comes with like just public life and just kind of like being in that position where Mm. you're so exposed and you are a product and it's not like you're like you're not just like a guy anymore Mm -hmm. like you you know like you are this thing you are a part of the culture you know it's like people are like yeah blue jeans suck you know Mm -hmm. kanye west sucks kind of thing where it's like you don't you know that that messes with you just like having that many people who like love you and hate you like don't you think that's like i just picture if you're on a stage and you have thousands and thousands of people who are just like yeah like mm-hmm. you're number one you're the oh my, you know they're crying like and don't you think like i to me that's just like that's like when you eat something that's like way too much sugar, and you're just like, whoa, like that. Yeah, lot, you know.
2: I mean, potentially, but also these people knew, like going into that, that that would be something that's gonna happen, you know. So it's hard to, it's hard to really say if they realized or not. But I still. I still really think that um, Hollywood and a lot of these celebrities are part of the satanic cult Mm -hmm. (laughs) as I don't know if you watched what was it the Grammys or Mm -hmm. um, but there was a performance like a few days ago by Sam Smith at one of these uh, Mm -hmm. yeah I think it was the Grammys but where he was literally dressed as the devil Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he had a bunch of women around him and he's singing his song um, unholy or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and it's just very blatant at this point that a lot of these people are like putting out really dark messages Mm -hmm. and i mean this is a war on consciousness this is a spiritual war that we are in and it's a war between the light and the dark and so you can kind of see them Mm -hmm. throughout all of everything that's happening right now
0: i see i don't know that i i think like i I think there's like a balance between the light like i think you to a certain extent you think there's a
2: balance so okay this goes into um when there's a you know new age spirituality that is uh very like oh everything is just love everything is just light it's all fine it's all good all the time but that's not really balanced or based in reality because when people Like I do believe that this we are connected to all this consciousness, but there is things that I do not associate myself as being one with. Mm. I am not one with pedophiles.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not. Yeah, we don't need them. I (laughs) don't
2: think that pedophiles balance this universe. Mm. I don't think we need pedophiles to have light. Mm. So, you know, a lot and a lot of this stuff that's happening right now is because they're pushing pedophilia and there's a lot of really crazy stuff Mm. that's coming out right now. And I Mm. believe it's because Hollywood is filled with them. The government is filled with them Mm. and they do really dark, shit that is like should not exist just for light to exist Mm -hmm. you see so this is a battle and i think that light can prevail and that you know in the end light has already won but it's something that we're still in the remembering and realizing because our consciousness is raising right now Mm -hmm. which is why all the shit right now is getting really crazy Mm
0: -hmm. i mean i mean okay yes no pedophile (laughs) thumbs down not Mm -hmm. too time approved (laughs) um but I think of it as, like, okay, like, you know, when you have deer, Mm -hmm. right, you need the wolves to kill some of those deer because if there's too many deer, then they're going to eat too many of the plants, and then that's going to screw up the whole environment, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's the job of the wolves to go and say, like, all right, who out of the deer is, you know, too dumb or, like, too old and weak? And it's like, okay, at this point, you know – and, and, you know, it, one thing is, like, okay, some of the older deer, too, like, if you have, like, an old male around, they will make sure that the younger males can't mate. And I'm not sure that's with deer, but that's one thing mm-hmm. with the rhinos where they had to kill one of these old rhinos because he was going and, like, killing all the young rhinos. It's like, well, you know, the old rhino's not fertile anymore, and you need, you know, more than just one guy mm-hmm. making all the rhinos, right? Because it's, like, inbreeding and stuff. Um but in order to sort of amend that situation, you need something that goes and kills that other animal. And so it's not that, um, you know, like, oh, yeah, kill everybody, you know, yeah. like, that's great. But it's like, to a certain extent, you need a little bit of death in order to help life work properly. Like, you need the death because like, okay, nobody died, right? People just mm-hmm. keep fucking like, boom, 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 there's too many people. And... Um, and, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff about, like, the limits of how many people there can be in, like, you know, all that. But um, I think to a certain extent, you need some things – like, you need the balance between, like – because it's it's not, like – I mean, you can say, like, okay, yeah, God created the devil, right? And the God allows the devil to exist. Um but you and, and I'm not saying like yeah, pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, like and this is just my guess because I haven't really thought about the pe- pedophilia question yet. Um, of like, okay, yeah, pedophilia is like too much dark. Like that's yeah. the imbalance of too much dark. It's,
2: a, it's an attack on innocent, and I mean, children are the most connected to God than you know any any other people, just because they haven't experienced that trauma and they're still in that innocence and that like free mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so I think that, you know, it's just an at- another attack on God is mm. to do that to children.
0: Mm. But I still don't know, I, I still think there's a place, I, I, I don't know I don't, where it can so fit.
2: I don't, I don't associate like the death cycle, the death and rebirth cycle as a part of evil that's just a natural cycle of how the energy is recreated. But evil is its own thing. It is not a part of that. You know, when animals kill each other in nature or we, you know, kill animals to eat them, Mm -hmm. that is a part of the cycle of that energy being recycled. It's, and you know, a lot of Native American cultures, when they do it, they they pray over the animal. Like they give thanks to God for this animal to Mm -hmm. nourish their beings. It's different when there's this evil energy that is taking energy, and it's taking and consuming and consuming until there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. It's not recycling that energy, mm-hmm. so that is an unnatural part to the natural cycle
0: mm. I mean, I see what you're saying like there it's it's not just like you know two sides of the spectrum like there's mm-hmm. an extra dimension yeah evil or there are, good. there
2: are many dimensions, but yes uh,
0: but. I, well, so, like, if you had an alien that was, like, we'll say above you, right? You know, as we are to dogs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it's time to eat you. And you're <laughs> like, like, would you be like, okay, like, yeah, that's part of the cycle. Or would you be like, no, you're not going to eat me. Like, fuck you, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, I'd, I'd definitely fight back. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, what? you know, like, that's part of the cycle. You know, you're going to be well, reborn, so, so let them eat you.
2: So, actually, I mean, it, it goes... Even deeper into my thoughts about the original reality of this planet, I think that death is not actually natural. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, and I just believe that, you know, God is eternal. So I believe that we were created to sort of be eternal too, and that we could sort of check out when we wanted to, not so much die. Um And, I mean, in the Bible, there's people who are, like, hundreds of years old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's lots of stories of people living to be a thousand and all these other, you know, sort of mythological stories or whatever. Mm -hmm. I do believe that the human body can live way longer than what we perceive as an old age. Mm -hmm. And I think that, well, I mean, also, so another part of that theory is that there used to be really tall trees on this planet like miles Mm -hmm. tall of these trees you ever seen uh,
0: the redwoods kind of thing
2: um well bigger so Mm -hmm. there's called um I can't remember exactly what it it's like death tower I forget where it is exactly I think it's like the
0: devil's tower up in uh yes I think it's Wyoming
2: so it looks like a big rock but if you actually look a little closer it looks like a really big tree that was cut down Mm. And there's these all over the place. And so there's a lot of theories that these are actually really big trees that were once cut down. Mm -hmm. Imagine the oxygen that you would have gotten from these trees. Mm -hmm. Like this oxygen, I don't even think that at that point when there were all these huge trees that we would have even needed to eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean, you see, so you you just went to the pyramids, you saw different size statues, right? Mm -hmm. There were some really tall statues, but then there were some that looked more like your size.
0: Uh, uh, yes, yeah.
2: So why would they make statues of different sizes? I mean, you could, there's there could be several theories to that, but one of them that I have is that those people were actually that tall. Mm. <laughs> like that was a life, like an actual size statue of them. Mm. And, you know, imagine if we had really tall trees everywhere and the ecosystems were more in balance than how they are now. I just don't think that we would even need to eat that much you know that we would be more sustained by our breath alone that this planet is something we came down and we chose to be here to experience the physical realm but that there wasn't this like life death cycle
0: but why have a stomach if, if
2: you don't oh there's way more functions for the stomach than just eating like what um like processing oxygen and it, it does a lot um and of like sort of recreating cells and bioregenerating and there's even different like conscious states in the stomach It's, it's it's literally considered the second brain your gut and so i think that there's um I I haven't fully, like, gotten into how to explain it yet, but I it's more of a feeling at this point. And that's where a lot of my knowledge has come from is, like, it starts up as a feeling before I, like, do my research. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten into that point yet, but I do believe that there are way more functions of the stomach than just producing waste. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if your stomach was using all of the food, at, at, like, why is it coming out? <laughs>
0: Well, it's, you know, it's taking, taking what you can from it and then everything that you can't use, you know, you throw away. It's like, you don't eat the whole peanut. I mean, you can't eat the mm-hmm. whole peanut, right? But like the only useful part out of it is like the nut. And you could say, yeah, like, like it's the thing with like oranges, like, or orange juice, right? People are like, mm-hmm. you're, you're supposed to eat the orange because you need the fiber from oh, yeah. the orange and it's way more than just like the sugary liquid that comes mm-hmm. out of it sort of thing. But you're not going in like taking a bite out of an orange and like eating the peel, right? Yeah. you can't process some of that stuff. <laughs> so I' like and and to me that's sort of the same thing it's the same thing as like an engine's not hundred percent efficient you know mm-hmm. money can't you know they say like uh money can't be is like the only substance that can't be moved or it can only be moved in a leaky container kind of thing mm-hmm. and that's sort of like the same thing as like it is energy of like there is no hundred percent efficient system at least you know like in you know from from our modern science and like with Mm -hmm. thermodynamics is like that is you just can't make a system that's 100 percent efficient or at least we don't have the technology to um and it's the same thing with like eating food it's like you can get a whole lot out of food but there's a certain extent that is waste and you know you can go and poop Mm -hmm. and like put it on you know fertilizer blah 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 um do
2: our cells eat though do our cells need food
0: I mean, they need energy, and so but, you get that energy from eating, and they need nutrients because certain so nutrients you get rid of.
2: That, yeah, that's true. That is true. But there's also, you know, we get energy from other things too. We get energy from the sunlight. We get energy from grounding our feet into the earth. Um,
0: but that's like a different kind of energy. Yeah, than but, like our sel- but our But our cells are
2: constantly recreating themselves, and so you know, to say that we have to only get them from let's get that energy from
0: okay. so yeah we're in it alright what days day it? it's 8th mm-hmm. of March 1030 1030 my watch is a little fast Uh, back with Aurora so we got a little disjointed Uh, it's been like a month or so <laughs> yeah. since we did the first part of this Um, and it was because I forgot my USB cord so the batteries died and then the whole thing died and then just <laughs> death 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 so now we're back Mm-hmm. um and we've been discussing you moving and now you have a new roommate and mm-hmm. so that is interesting though cause she like you're saying it, she's so similar to you oh no this is gonna fall <laughs> <laughs> technical difficulties step one police they're coming for us <laughs> I hope that's enough for us nah no, we're chilling but um okay so yeah um so what, like, so what do you think that is? If it's like, because this girl is super similar to you. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, all of a sudden you just click together. You just bump into each other. And it's yeah, like, and I'm,
2: and I'm, there's a part of me that's, like, worried that, I'm like, is there going to be something we find that's, like, so drastically different? But we, everything we talked about was, like, our core beliefs and our core, like, what we want in a living situation. And it's all perfect like everything we both were talking and like my jaw was just dropping i was like wow she's just everything aligned and so you know i see these things as um, just divine happenings and like things that are destined to happen because i've i've had so many situations in my life where it's like i was just led into that moment and that experience and then i see af-
0: afterward that that was meant to happen mm. See, I don't – certain things like that, it's kind of odd because I've had it where, like, like one of my buddies, Mitch, it was like we were just – like, we were in the same building, and we would walk past each other and just be like, oh, hi. And, like, we never – we didn't know each other. It was just, like, saying hi to a stranger, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of, like, started talking, and then it just clicked, and it was like, why Why did we say hi in the first place? Like, it just kind of like a weird, like
2: mm-hmm. – it's almost
0: like you kind of flow together –
2: yeah sort of exactly and I mean like I said it's all I, I just believe that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and um, there, there's been countless of times and experiences that have shown me that to be true and you know even um, a lot of people know about like angel numbers where you know you'll see a certain set of numbers like either all the time or at like a very specific time like for example, um, my car was totaled at one point, and when I was taking pictures of my totaled cars, taking them at 555, five, five, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is like the number of change, <laughs> and I was really? like, that- yeah, huh. so um, a lot of change, and just seeing that in that moment, I was like, oh, like really, my car being totaled is a, is a divine happening, but you know, I ended up walking for nine months, and it actually taught me a lot. Um, during that period of
0: my time for nine months that sounds like well
2: where i lived i was living in eugene oregon and most of the city is like made up of blocks and so you can you can walk everywhere most people like bike a lot Mm -hmm. um and i lived a mile from my university and Mm -hmm. i had a grocery store that i loved so much like two blocks away from me so it's like everything i needed was pretty close yeah i just like you know i couldn't go further and um i, I yeah, didn't yeah. I didn't need a car so okay. it, it worked out because
0: for me like right now i live in the suburbs like, yeah oh my god I, like i would go nowhere like, yeah exactly
2: <laughs> i mean Florida's a lot different like uh the, they are starting to make a lot more like bike paths and i saw that they're mm-hmm. making like a whole bike road or whatever
0: <laughs> oh really that's kind of i mean i've seen that yeah in some other countries and i know like uh near orlando too it's a lot they have a lot of biking but mm-hmm. it's more like sports biking than like for commuting mm-hmm. um but i don't know, yeah definitely like the geography of like a walkable town is something yeah it's like oh this is this is something nice like
2: yeah for sure and i mean like where i lived it was like three miles like the town itself wasn't that big everything was pretty clumped together so even if i walk three miles i'm like on the other side of town already okay yeah <laughs> yeah and so it, yeah but like i said it was a it was a divine happening i wasn't even like injured at all um, you know, I had a slap on the wrist from the, um, <laughs> from the airbag cause, oh. so it was, it was a lesson of the responsibility that comes with a car and like the sort of freedom mm-hmm. because I was using it to go and like, you know, I was, I was buying a lot of food during that time and I knew I needed to be saving money and I went and I bought some food anyways and then I came back with it and I got a
0: slap on the wrist <laughs> <laughs> from the airbag, so uh. Well, I mean, that kind of connects to what we were talking about last time of, like, the kind of, like, system of the world. Like, there Mm -hmm. is, like, a there are rules that kind of govern it. And to me, it's similar in, like, I don't want to say, like, computers is, like, a broad term. But, like, if you're working with math a lot, Mm -hmm. certain numbers come up all the time over and over and over again. Like, um, 2 pi or a square root of 2 is, like, it pops up all day, especially Mm -hmm. if you're doing, like, calculus and stuff like that. And so I guess it's sort of a similar thing of, like, certain things. If you're, like, in a certain – like, if you have an equation that is you, I guess. It was this very long equation. Like, certain numbers are going to pop up over and over and over again because mm-hmm. you're kind of, like, in a system. Um, but I also think it's, like – I always imagine it's, like it's like, similar people will go to the same place. Like, you know, you're not going to get, like – Like, okay, there's a certain type of person that goes to a kava bar, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, like, okay, your selection is a little bit more catered towards, like, your kind of person. Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, there there are a lot of beliefs, you know, that this is a simulation and Mm -hmm. that everything is, like, a holographic, like, Mm -hmm. um, reality that basically reacts to your own consciousness. And so, in a way, it's, like, the type of people... You know, like I am the type of person that would go to a kava bar and the type of people I meet there are like going to be more aligned to me just because they are also the type of people to go to a kava bar. And so, you know, there's, I look at it as like, and sort of like the vibe and experience that you attract like even right now us sitting here together like we have to be at a certain vibration that is close enough for us to sit in a room together because if we were if we were at two completely different um vibrations and wavelengths like you know, where we're in different realities, we wouldn't even be able be able to sit together. Either we'd like argue or we would just never even notice each other. And so everything is, you know, it works at wavelengths. And, um, you know, I tend to operate in a more like conscious vibration where I want to have like conscious, um, like conversations and more depthful and more... Um, just deeper, but the thing is, like, I can talk to anybody because because of how deep I can go. Mm-hmm. I can also go pretty shallow, you know. Like mm-hmm. I, so it's more about I can meet most people where they're at, but a lot of people can't meet me where I'm at mm-hmm. just because of how much I faced myself inside and how much I take responsibility for my being, because mm-hmm. people there are people in my life who get really triggered by me because they're basically looking at a mirror and all the work that i've done like if they're gonna complain or they're they want to like basically loop in their suffering and their misery i'm going to like be a mirror to them and tell them hey um you know there's ways that you can solve these problems you know you don't have to keep complaining but you have to take responsibility for yourself and for the things that have happened to you like yes we've all experienced some level of trauma but after the fact it's like when you're no longer in that place where that trauma happened it's it's up to you as the individual to like basically heal yourself and to take responsibility for yourself and stop being a victim people don't like that (laughs) because they want to keep being a victim because it's easier to just complain about it than it is to be like like this shit happened to me but now i have to you know just face it and you know just keep going forward and grow and become stronger and so people who don't want to do that when they see me somebody who has healed myself who's taken responsibility for myself they just get triggered because I'm showing them a reflection of them that they aren't ready to handle. Yeah,
0: Well I think it's because I've had experience with certain people where like right off the bat I mean like talking about vibes like there's just certain people like you know you talk to them and you're like we have there's no, what are we doing here? We <laughs> yeah, have nothing exactly. to do here goodbye. Um, but there's other people where like you know I'm talking to them and maybe it was like being too polite I guess but like there's certain sort of things that they'll say where you're like that's not true, but if mm-hmm. I tell you, like, no, like, that's kind of insulting, Yeah, and and people don't like it when, or it's not necessarily insulting, it's just you're disagreeing with their, like, portrayal of reality, you're like, mm-hmm. that's not what this is, like, this is what this is, mm-hmm. but, like, that's perceived as rude, I guess, or it can, you know, it, it'll hurt their feelings, It's which, a
2: very, very sensitive society yeah. nowadays, and people get triggered by... The truth, yeah, <laughs> in so many ways,
0: and it's like—is is it you know? Because I think yeah, honesty is sort of like honesty is the best policy. You know, I, I don't think like you can never lie, and I'm not sure that that's you know something that should be desired is never ever lying. But certain things like you, when somebody's talking, and you know. You're like, this is not... You're saying bullshit right now. It's like, you need to be honest with them and not try and, like, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then later be like, that idiot. Like, they don't know what they're talking about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, I think we choose not to tip the boat just because Mm. we don't want to cause any conflict. And, I mean, I feel that. I don't really like, you know, um, what would you call it? Um, Just just issues between... um, like people basically and friction kind of yeah and I don't or confrontation Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like confrontation and there there's been a lot of times where you know I'm with somebody and um, especially in a work environment like when somebody's my boss and I'm getting (laughs) paid and then they say something that I'm kind of like oh I disagree with that but they're paying me, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I don't. I don't want their image of me to change, mm-hmm. and so I do notice that I tend to morph a lot, and I tend to um, basically shape shift my my own vibration so that I can fit in other places. But I've been finding that it's being even more constricting, and it's actually denying my authentic self when I do that because I'm not. I'm not being who I fully am. And then there's moments where it's like I don't agree, but then I agree in person. And I think that's actually going against my my soul and my truth when I'm when I'm it's not necessarily lying, but it's more of a like protecting myself so I can keep this job. Mm. But I'm at a point where I'm like, I I wanna be my own boss. <laughs> yeah. Unless if, you know, I'm I, I like working for people and that that's why I've like childcare is because, you know, I'm I'm working for the children and not necessarily like even though their parents may be my boss, it's not like um you know
0: they're not profiting off of it. Or I guess they I are, mean, but yeah. Like. But
2: but it's not it's not in like a capitalistic way where I'm, you know, I'm working at like a store and I'm just like selling a product and, you know, I'm I'm replaceable in that sense. But mm. so th- there's different there's different ways. Like like my sister, she does um uh, hospice care, so she's you know working for people, not so much like having a, not working for a boss. If that makes sense,
0: hmm, I guess yeah, or like I, I don't know. I'm trying to like, it is a very like yeah, it's a people centered thing but i guess like but there is still a boss but, but it's oh like,
2: but they're more like they manage it you know because i mean i worked at like a nursery with a bunch of babies and even though i had a boss and she was basically you know just putting me on the schedule and who i communicated to if i couldn't come in i still in that in that setting i felt i was working for these children more than anything is else. it like
0: that you're just autonomous like they say go here and then you go there and you do your own thing and they're not like oh no no, no yeah no, don't teach my kids like this teach my kids like that yeah pretty much it's just like make sure they're not dead and you <laughs> yeah just like fe- just
2: feed them you know like take care of them like yeah. so and, and so i like i like jobs like that if i'm going to be working for somebody else mm-hmm.
0: i get that yeah i definitely have experienced sometimes where like i'll be talking with my boss And it's like he'll be saying something, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna let you say this, but like, I'm not gonna like. Mm -hmm. This has no effect on my plan. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, uh huh. Okay, okay. You're gonna forget (laughs) about this bullshit you're saying to me right now. I'm gonna actually go do what, like, yeah. Because oftentimes, like, certain like certain things, I'll be like, I know what I'm talking about. I know you don't know as much about like this particular thing
1: as Mm -hmm. I do.
0: So like, I can tell when they're trying to do something but I already know it's like that's not how this works but like yeah, you can't especially because they're the boss so you can't be like no 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 let me tell you how it is person yeah, in charge of me it's
2: exactly like- I mean they they have that authority and especially you know when, when they're paying you and so mm-hmm. they are responsible for that ultimately and I do think going back into sort of the vibe that we that we're at and the truth that we have—it's mm. it's hard when money gets involved because, like I said, I don't want to tip the boat when there's something I feel inside and I want to share my truth, but I feel that my truth may cause friction towards this other person because they're not ready to face the full extent of the truth of this reality, and that's that's what I've been struggling with for. Um, last couple months is that i have a way different core truth than you know the people that i'm working with and that makes me even more want to be my own boss and hire my own people
0: (laughs) i think it also like because in some ways you're kind of like you're you're paying like a small price in the hopes that like later on you'll be fine
2: kind of thing yeah exactly i'll be
0: quiet right now so then later i can talk but then and once you get down to later it's like No, I should have just said what was, you know, I should have just said the truth back then.
2: Well, yeah, because then I like waiting, you know, a couple months and then it's like this truth that I've had. It's like, why didn't you say this earlier? Like, why, why did you basically hide yourself to like, you know, be in this place? And yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's part of some of the issues I, I've been having and seeing into just. Um, how people are living in general, and not even just how people are raising their children, but like the type of food that people are eating, the type of things they're putting in on or around their body, I disagree with like on so many levels. And I had this issue when I was a house cleaner. And so I'm going into like met multiple homes a day and seeing the type of food that really rich people like these people have really big houses and then the type of food they feed themselves is crazy i'm like, like you have that much money and but you you don't prioritize your health
0: guess like, it's just garbage like it was garbage? all
2: really processed food and then and then they'd have a whole cabinet full of like pill bottles <laughs> and so like i see the correlations and so it's just really interesting to me because you know i'm not i'm not a person who's rich or you know has a bunch of money but i do prioritize my health and i prioritize what i put in on or around my body you know like lotions The foods I eat, I eat from farms. I I eat just real food, and then the products I use in my house, like, are very simple. Like, I when it comes to cleaning counters, like, all you need is a little bit of white vinegar and some like essential oils and water, and you know that's or some alcohol based um, you know cleaning product. You don't need all of this really harsh chemicals in in the environment and like there are actually there's so many studies about fragrances and Mm -hmm. this is something i've been kind of like studying a lot for the past few years and especially where where i've been living you know um she she uses a lot of fragrances in her home and it really um (sighs) it disrupts the hormonal cycle it disrupts like a lot of brain um Development and the brain being able to function properly because when they write fragrance on a bottle, uh, like any sort of cleaning product or lotion or um, just anything that has a smell that comes off of it, mm. it's proprietary. They don't actually have to say like that. Could be a hundred different chemicals of like random whatever, and usually they're petroleum-based, and so they're just like really toxic for the environment. And they're toxic for the human body, but they don't actually have to tell all the ingredients if they just write fragrance because it's like their secret recipe. Mm. But really, these products are actually causing a lot of health issues in um in people, and you know. And so I, I've been kind of in that sort of environment. And, you know, I'm somebody who keeps my body really healthy. And I've noticed the effects of these fragrances in my own home environment. And so that's been um, definitely really challenging. And it's making me realize even more how right I was. <laughs> so um,
0: It's curious. because Well, because my, my dad, he hates all... Anything scented like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I found myself, so we never used anything like that in the house. That's good. And I found myself, like, if I'll spray for breeze, I'll be like, oh, like, what, this is garbage, like, yeah, get well, this out of here. Yeah, well,
2: and the thing is, like, once you basically remove yourself from them for a long time, your mm-hmm. body starts to, you know, go into its more natural state, mm-hmm. and so when you bring this chemical back in, your body actually tells you, and it's like, ooh, like, there's something wrong. Like, I feel, whenever I smell fragrant in public, um, uh, like a chemical fragrance. It's different than essential oils and, you know, like real natural smells. Like I love I, I love oils and scents that are from plants and, you know, just naturally derived. But when it's a fake chemical derived smell, it stinges my nose, it goes in my throat and starts irritating me immediately. And But people who have subjected themselves to these chemicals like long-term, they, they actually start to... Damage the receptors in the nose and so then they don't even smell it anymore mm-hmm. to them they just smell the scent but they don't actually their body
0: they don't feel it they don't
2: feel it anymore because their bodies um it's like a cigarette smoker
0: like they don't like you know you yeah. smoke a cigarette you be like, ah.
2: yeah but, <laughs> but after be like, a while that? the body starts to, to become numb yeah pretty much and so that and a lot of people just don't realize because they've been so used to it mm-hmm. so they don't see like how it's actually affecting them you well, know i get that with
0: sodas sometimes too if i haven't drank one in a while and they will be like oh i'll have a coke and mm-hmm. i drink i'm just like oh <laughs> like yeah. i need to lay down <laughs>
2: <laughs> i haven't drank soda in a very long time and i mean i used to drink a lot growing up mm-hmm. and you know i use i actually grew up um doing everything that people do now and mm-hmm. I also grew up very sick (laughs) like going to the hospital a lot Um, I constantly had heart problems and I I was having like random rashes on my body all the time and just all these issues and I was even when I lived in Hawaii like I didn't want to go outside I didn't if we went on a hike I'd be like out of breath like after 10 minutes of hiking and I just I remember I just had so many issues and then Um, once I started to take my health into my own hands, and um, it was actually when I turned 18, everything I was eating was making me sick. Mm -hmm. Like, I I just felt so terrible afterward. And then I watched a documentary um, about, like, the food industry and how all the animal products were like factory farmed and all this. And it like really messed me up. So I I went vegan for two years. And during that time, you know, eating as much plants as I was, I think that it helped clear my body out. And, you know, I started becoming more aware of the ingredients that I was eating because I started to have to read ingredient labels. And so it made me a lot more conscious of what I was putting into my body. However, all the, like, fake vegan substitutes, you know, like, during that time, I did eat a lot of those. But now I'm, like, no. Like, fuck mm. Beyond Meat. Like, all that stuff is trash. It's, it's literally... so nuts.
0: Like, how do they get it to turn from red to, like, brown, like, meat? Like, what I, is that? Well, what is it's,
2: that? it's all chemicals. And, like, so I I all of the fake vegan substitutes are like one terrible for the environment they're not better for like animals cuz you're actually killing way more animals to grow all of the soy and corn and like all of the stuff that produces that and it's just like it's like dog food <laughs> like there's somebody who's compared the ingredients in beyond meat to the ingredients in dog food it's similar it's very similar and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference um So, I'm not into all that, but when it comes into more, like, natural, like, just eating more plants, you know, and, um, I, you know, I do eat meat and, um, dairy products now, but I get it all sourced from a farm, like, I, I eat raw dairy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so I get it completely un, un, um, processed basically is it more
0: expensive like is it a lot it, more
2: expensive it, um or? so the type of milk that i get is from like a2 cows which are a type of breed of cow yeah. that have not been um genetically modified at all like they haven't they're like yeah, the original cows oh, and um a gallon of that milk is about 18 dollars oh my
0: god <laughs> yeah that's... but
2: it, but it's like the best milk i've ever had in my entire life i don't, I don't and... know that i like
0: milk enough to pay 20 bucks <laughs> That's like a bottle of wine you know it's yeah. like oh this is a fine but, milk <laughs> but i'm
2: not but i'm not buying a bunch of other stuff you know mm. like i eat a lot more simply and i don't need as much food and so mm. you know that's it, it's being paid somewhere else but you know obviously like i want to have my own farm and my own cows Mm -hmm. and so i can have my own milk and all that but
0: yeah well i think there's something to be said for well because i watched this documentary it was called like king corn and so it was just about like why corn is in everything and Mm -hmm. how it's like super subsidized by the government And they were saying how, like, the average, like, the percent of an American's budget that goes into food is, like, 6% or something. It's way smaller than, like, most European countries or something like that, where it's, like, 20% or something like Mm -hmm. that. And so it's like, yeah, we have, like, our food is a lot cheaper compared to you know other places which i mean you could argue food is still expensive yeah um but it's like you know we're not paying as much as we could be for food and like saying you know yeah i could pay a million dollars for food but like you know r- we're not paying as much as we reasonably could be and we're kind of sacrificing the quality
2: oh 100 percent. and i mean like there's people will go and they'll travel to europe and they'll eat so much food and they they won't feel shitty afterward Mm -hmm. and it's because in europe they've actually banned a bunch of chemicals Mm -hmm. that people or that amer uh, they put in american food so it's really interesting and i think you know a lot of these chemicals are responsible for the health effects on americans and like the obesity rates Mm -hmm. and like all all of these things yeah. like whatever's happening in america like people are really sick here mm. and a, yeah
0: it's like what is it 40 percent of Amer- americans are obese it's like yeah
2: and how is that okay and most people are on medications like yeah. i you know and like i was saying i i grew up sick so i actually grew up on a lot of medications and taking pills but i part of what led me into healing was i was like i want to be able to wake up and not have to take anything mm-hmm. like I know, I know deep down that my body can function without needing anything external from Mm me. And so it started me on this path of healing my body and completely taking my health into my own hands. And I mean, I don't go to the doctors anymore. Like Mm I, you know, I've done a lot of research and I found a lot of herbs that do the same thing that like prescription pills do. And I mean, the last time I went to the doctors was like, because I went to the emergency room, I had a splinter in my eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) I was like camping and like they they removed it for me and you know so when it comes to this like sort of like you break a bone you need stitches like i think that western medicine helps with that but when it comes to internal medicine i think that chinese medicine Mm. knows a lot more because they've been um that that's stemmed from like thousands of years of tradition and same with like ayurvedic medicine like in india like Mm. they that's that comes from, like, a history of medicine that they've done research. Western medicine is only about, like, 100 years old. And it started on the exploitation of black people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're still exploiting people. That's I basically. Don't know that I
0: agree with that. No? Well, because I think, you know, Western medicine kind of started back, like, with the Greeks, like, with you know like hip- Hippocrates, i want to say like i don't think that they practice oath. the
2: same thing though I, I think
0: it's definitely uh become different with modern technology but i'm i mean i don't want to because i i think that saying like oh you know western medicine bad eastern medicine good like you're kind of throwing the baby out with the bath water which <laughs> you know that's definitely simplifying what you said mm-hmm. um but like i don't just like the level that technology is at to where now we can like customize a molecule exactly like you, you, you want this molecule? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This molecule is, you know, this molecule makes people a little bit crazy. So instead of meth, we'll stick an extra hydrogen on it. And then boom, you have Adderall and everything's fine. And like, you know, obviously but Adderall's is not great, but
2: I think though, that the issues with those with that though, is they are separating the whole like symptom of whatever the issue is. And then they're like, okay, here's this one molecule for that one mm. problem. They're not addressing the core issue. And the thing about, like Chinese medicine is that they they connect they realize that the spirit the emotional body the physical body are all connected and so if there's an issue in the physical body it usually stems from another issue within the emotional body or they just they realize that there's there's all these connections but they also realize that there are different types of bodies here in western medicine they I mean they'll kind of acknowledge it but they more look at people as like you know, the body is the same in, in different it's,
0: terms. It's very much, I guess, based on the science of it. And because like, one thing is just like, okay, you know, Chinese medicine, like they do have the whole like, eat shark fin soup kind of like, you know, drink tiger <laughs> yeah, I, wine kind I'm of I'm not stuff. saying they're like, so, you know,
2: entirely. Like, I think that yeah. there are truths in all of it. But when, uh, I, my belief is just that when it comes to Western med, or mm. when it comes to um, internal medicine mm. in, the, in the Western um, medicine world, I think that they... Don't understand all of the different like they're, they're treating the symptoms usually these pills are just treating the body's symptoms and yeah. the body uses symptoms as a way of communication of something is wrong like something within the lifestyle and you know in my experience of going to the doctors i wasn't asked about my lifestyle i wasn't asked about the food i ate i wasn't asked about how much sunlight i get or how much i go outside like all of these different things and you know it's more of a just like oh you have this symptom oh well here's some like pills we can try out to see like if it helps that system You know, and this isn't to say that there aren't good doctors out there who actually do do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just at this point in my time, I don't really need that. I mean, I think it's
0: uh, that might just be because of their training and they tend to follow their training. And then there's a sense of like, I went to school. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
2: but they don't they don't do anything over nutrition. Like they don't train about
0: So I would say, like, what you're saying is similar to, like, I thought of like, yeah, you have a headache and somebody says take an Advil rather than have you drink water. Yeah, exactly. But I think that might have to do with sort of, like, the way that science is set up as, like, you know, they didn't, they had, I'm sure, some level of science in China, but, like science over here is very like we want to control all the variables and look at one single thing and say okay is this significantly different or is this not significantly Mm -hmm. different? so if they want to look at like okay for instance serotonin in the brain which this may have even been disproved but i think it'll be fine for you know an anecdote but like they look at okay depressed people have a lower number for this serotonin in their brain so Mm -hmm. let's make the number higher like the happy people's number and then they'll be happy people and so they give them these you know like serotonergic drugs that make them produce it and it's like that's not solving the whole problem It's not exactly and
2: it's only it's only a band-aid effect like so for me it's you know i think that healing needs to be more holistic in a sense of like okay if there's some issue with somebody not being happy and they're they're depressed Mm -hmm. there are other issues causing that and it's they're more just addressing the symptom they're not addressing what's causing the issue and so
0: most people don't just get sad out of nowhere
2: yeah like it's it's usually stems from some level of trauma and it also stems from us living in a society that does not really
1: <laughs> it's very pro- disconnected. It does not
2: produce happy people yeah. in the society. And I mean, like, even for me, like, I have to go out of my way to do certain things to keep myself at a level of sanity, mm. <laughs> you know? And they don't, they've been doing a lot of research, but it's not like mainstream. It's not been like pushed to the mainstream. But if you go and you ground your feet in the earth, like, mm. you, with your bare feet, you put your, Feed on the grass, mm-hmm. your body, all the inflammation, all the stress will actually go down into the earth and it will relax you. Mm-hmm. They, they've done, I don't know what those tests are called, but where you can view the bodies like heat and like the, mm-hmm. the, um, like an infrared
0: kind of. Yeah. They,
2: they've done that on, on a body, um, touching bare grass and you'll, you'll watch it. You'll see the heat like drop out of the body into the earth and then the body will become a lot more calm and that's because we humans are naturally a positive charge like like in a battery and then the earth um, is naturally a negative charge and so when we are too much when there's too much stress in our body and we don't ground like our shoes don't allow us to ground Mm. because of the rubber so it basically is a um Yeah, and so it blocks it. And so when people are walking around all the time or never touching the earth or never... I mean, you get the same effect if you were to go like next to a waterfall or next to the ocean. There's negative ions that come off of it. And so if you were to sit like on the beach for about 15 minutes, you start to become really relaxed, Mm. right? And then that's because these negative ions are reacting um, with your body and are actually causing the stress to leave, causing the inflammation in your body to leave. And so it's really like healing is free mm-hmm. and that's the other thing about western medicine is that it's not free mm-hmm. and if they told people that healing was free they wouldn't make any money
0: well that's like um i heard that as a reason for like okay uh, a lot of people are saying yeah people you should take more vitamin d and that'll help prevent coronavirus will help help your <laughs> you don't immune need to system. take it just go into the sunlight and <laughs> but but like you know the normal like american lifestyle like most people are in offices working exactly and so they can't but like as in comparison to, like, you know, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that, like, well, vitamin D is not a really prop- profitable drug. <laughs> so nobody's going to pay to do the studies to mm-hmm. see whether or not it's effective. Because, you know, if it is effective, great. We're going to make no money off this solution. But if we look at this other really expensive solution, we can say, oh, we proved this one works. Exactly. Go with the one where we make a bunch of money. Exactly.
2: It's all about money. They don't, they don't really care about people's health. Because mm-hmm. if they did they wouldn't make any money because as I said, true healing is free. Like I really believe that the body, one, it's self-regenerating. You are constantly making new cells and your body is always wanting to push you forward into the next moment and wants you to grow, wants you to heal. And, you know, when we give our body the chance to do that, you know, like fasting has been proven to help heal the body just because once you stop eating, um, you know, for a a period of time, your body stops expending its, um, energy on breaking down the food and digesting it. And it starts using its energy into healing and like self-regenerating and, you know, pushing more stem cells into your body. And there's so many, there's so many ways that like are free to to begin a healing so i know that
0: um speaking on this the fasting i've heard that like your body naturally or it will recycle cells more Mm -hmm. that that rate is increased when you fasted for a certain period of time Mm -hmm. but i don't know that i agree that all healing is well uh, free maybe but i would say that like i don't i guess going back to what we were talking about of like the dark and the light kind of Mm -hmm. balance of like i think like a certain level of like pain might be necessary which is oh
2: for sure sh- oh i mean for sure because think about like detoxing mm-hmm. so if there's a if there's a lot of level of toxicity within the body mm-hmm to get that out it hurts mm-hmm. but you know that pain does lead to a much happier life mm-hmm. and for me like i have gone through certain levels of detoxing and purging and you know and i think that sickness itself is actually the body purging itself of toxicity mm-hmm. and you know our sickness the thing is like people look at sickness and the symptoms that come from sickness as like the sickness itself but really that's actually your body's defense mechanism. You mm-hmm. know like a fever is literally your body heating itself up to rid itself and then throwing up is your body and um like all of these different sweating yeah. like you Sneezing, know when you yeah it's to get it's out. that is your body. That's not actually the sickness itself. And so people and that, that's the other crazy thing is when people actually take pills to suppress the symptoms of sickness, mm-hmm. you're actually prolonging that, that sickness. Because if you're taking a pill that stops you from sneezing or stops your body from having a fever, mm-hmm. That, that that's literally your body's defense mechanism, and so people don't realize that they are prolonging it. And the, the difference between you know taking like an Advil or taking an herb that helps with with the um, the process of detoxing is the herb doesn't stop it. The herb doesn't numb you. It actually just helps assist mm. that um, or like it facilitates that healing. Mm. But a lot of these pills numb that body's ability to. Do that function. And so I don't take any of those pills. Like if I'm sick, I usually just deal with it. (laughs) And people are like, why don't you take something? I'm like, nope, I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to drink water. You know, you can eat fruit to help like carry mucus out and whatnot. And and then I take, um, if if I'm really sick, I'll take like propolis or like holy basil or oregano. Like there's a bunch of herbs that help my body um, heal.
0: So what would you say to like... People, for like, so like smallpox, for instance, that was basically eradicated mm-hmm. due to the widespread vaccination of the population. Mm-hmm. So, would you see then that like we shouldn't try and vaccinate, and you would want to just promote like the natural solutions, or do you think there is a place the, for the vaccine?
2: No, there are definitely natural solutions for like all all things sicknesses because you know any sickness that exists there is an herb out there that can help heal that mm-hmm. and i mean there's a lot of research and you know like how they figured this stuff out i i haven't done all of that into like herbalism but i do know of what i have research is that there is a plant out there for everything mm-hmm. and so i at this point in time i'm not for vaccinations i don't think it's necessary i think that a lot of there, there's a lot of um, propaganda when it comes to that. And it still is this like relying on man compared to relying on the earth and spirit. And, you know, the Native Americans and people who are very connected to the land, they realize that there's a lot of wisdom in plants and that they actually have all of the healing for us. And that goes back into most of these medicines and vaccinations. They, de- they took something from a plant. Like and then they they um uh they marketed it or what what do you call it? Like they they put their brand on it mm-hmm. so that they could sell it. But it it all comes from the from the earth originally and so that's when that's why I'm saying healing is free. Mm-hmm. Like the earth creates everything that we need to live, you know, and to be in our full state of health. I mean you look at animals in the wild, they don't have cancer. <laughs> They don't have all these diseases.
0: I mean, I mean, if they well, so do, so there it's are probably diseases real... that like happen. You know, like there's it's, mad cow disease. It's which rare were, though, like... but
2: most of that has been documented from human involvement. So, I mean, you look at an animal, like, out in the wild, like, obviously animals get sick and die, like, it happens here and there, and that's part of natural selection, but in general, most animals in the wild, like, if I saw a deer, it's, like, running and it's doing its own thing, and it doesn't look like it's, you know, toppled over, and it's just not taking medication every day.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know, because I, I, I mean, like, it just sounds, you know, I, like... I think you you make fair points but to some extent I'm like okay like all there's a plant for everything I'm like okay maybe a little bit too
2: there are like, thousands of plants thousands of plants Like
0: I could I think it could be utilized definitely a lot more than it is but I wouldn't go all the way in saying that like we don't need any like throw it all out we don't need the modern medicine we have all the plants to I
2: mean at this point you know it's like a lot of that knowledge has been thrown away basically especially in western civilization you know they look at um holistic healing or like herbalism as pseudoscience Mm. but that was actually the first science like our ancestors used plants Mm -hmm. to heal themselves like you know and so it seems that there's been this shift in the like who has the knowledge you know because it was like our grandmothers were you know using more natural like um herbal remedies to heal their family and then now it's like people have basically given their authority over to the doctors and are like they don't trust themselves anymore they're like i have to well
0: i mean there's certainly something to be said about somebody who's like highly educated in a field even if like going to like eastern culture like a shaman right you're still putting your faith in somebody who is like their job is to be the medicine man whether or not they use a different kind of medicine
2: that's true but i mean the difference there is usually that that shaman does heal people and they don't usually come back
0: (laughs) i mean like there's plenty of like i mean a lot of people get healed here and and you know i think there are definitely problems but i wouldn't say that like there's no benefits like okay surgery for instance you know like there's no plant that's going to knock somebody out to where you can, you know, remove their hip, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: I So it's just, it's interesting because it just, like, goes into, you know, so many different, like, issues of, like, w- how why is somebody even needing their hip removed in the first place? You know, like, where are these problems stemming from? Like, why, why is it that people are having heart problems where they need to go to that point of surgery, you know? And... You know, if if it's going to save someone's life, then by all means. Like we're at that point where, you know, if people need surgery, then they need it. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that some people do need these things at this point, mm-hmm. but I think it's a result of the type of society that we live in and the type of food that people are eating and the type of lifestyle that they're living. You know, like people who go into a cubicle every day and they are eating more than they exercise. Like and cuz I like to think um a lot about the ancestors who were hunters and gatherers they would spend all day outside you know either finding their food scavenging it um preparing it um you know and like killing an animal and bringing it back to the Mm -hmm. village but they spent all day exercising you know basically working out their body just to then eat eat food at the end of that day and to share it with everybody in a community sense but now you don't even have to leave your bed you mm. can have food delivered to your house you could have somebody walk into your room you don't have to get up at yeah, all it's crazy. so it's like this level of consumption to the level of like how much work goes into um preparing what it is that you're eating it's it's unnatural and i mean and i think there, there's so many factors into why people are more sick that, you know, it's it's but, hard to say. Th-
0: I, would, I would say you're doing the same thing as, like, as the other people. Like, all the Western medicine people are being like, Eastern medicine, that's a bunch of BS. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, go rub some plants on it. But then, like, you're kind of doing the same thing in the opposite way of, like, Western medicine. Like, that's a bunch of poison. You know, like, I have something natural. And I'm, I'm just saying mm-hmm. it as, like, you know, I would look at it... As, like, okay, obviously there is some power here in mm-hmm. both sides, or even in like being able to have food delivered to your bed. Like, okay, yeah, maybe you shouldn't sit on your bed all the time and eat, but like, just like, I would say, like, just look at the fact of like, holy shit, you know, like, <laughs> I can just sit anywhere in the world and have like, you know, like, imagine it's 1700, they're like, oh, what do we have, potatoes or dirt <laughs> for dinner? And you yeah. could be like, i want indian or ethiopian or chinese and you can have them all delivered right and you don't even have to not you know like at the literally at your fingertips
2: Mm -hmm. like isn't that amazing you know i mean it is amazing and it's you know we we're definitely very privileged and mm -hmm. blessed to have this certain abundance come to us but i think that this over complex like lifestyle that people are living in this like over luxurious lifestyle is actually the leading cause of a lot of just unhappiness and like not being content or fulfilled you know there's all yeah like
0: but i uh, think you're you're putting two things together like like i would say this like yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Like, there is too much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people. You know, you see how people are like, oh my god, it's the worst day ever. Like, my phone mm-hmm. was in charge. Blah blah blah. You're like, what the hell's wrong? You know. Yeah. But like, I would just say that like, okay, you know, maybe there is like a little seed of like something good within the Western medicine or within the the phones or something like. Something where it's like, you know, okay, there's something here. Like it's not all bad, right? Yeah,
2: I and I agree. Like like I said, you know, there there is a purpose for it for it being here. I'm just I'm commenting on more of the money making mm-hmm. and like what's happening behind doors that a yeah. lot of people don't know and them not giving like they when they know, like I'm sure there are a lot of doctors and people who actually know different ways of healing, but they they're making money Based on what they prescribe to people, because they're yeah. getting money from these companies. Like, hey, how many how many people can you get on my pills? The yeah. more money you get, so like doctors are like salesmen. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's the part that I think is corrupt. You know, like I said, I I can't say for all of doctors everywhere in America. Right. Like, there definitely are good doctors, but the whole system itself is based to market mm. pills to people. No, like, it's a problem. Yeah, and so. And, and I don't see it as healing. Like, I think if somebody has to take pills for the rest of their life, I don't look at them as a healed person. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if it's helping keeping them going, then by all means, like, you know, great. But I, I believe that there's other ways to help heal the body where you don't need anything. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to keep giving your money to big pharma and and all of this and and so more my my view on it is i want to empower people with the truth of their body's functions and how they can have more free healing because once they go on that path they don't need the doctors Mm -hmm. they don't need these people who just want to take money from them and i want to offer it in a way that's Free where I'm, I'm giving free information basically because I truly care about people. Mm-hmm. And I may not be a doctor. I may have not gone to school for like eight years to be a doctor, but I've done research and I've healed my own body because as I said, I grew up very sick and I grew up the sickest in my family and now I'm like the healthiest person in mm. my family and so it's so crazy to be on the other side of that.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, I mean... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I would definitely think, too, that it's, like, I don't have time to go, like, holy basil. Like, I don't know what that is, you know? <laughs> I mean, um. it's
2: it's all, like, tinctures and whatnot. But obviously, you know, there there comes a place for, you know, not everybody can do that, that type of research. And not everybody is interested in it. But, you know, if you, like...
0: If you make it digestible, yeah, like, exa- I think that's something where it's, like, very it, useful. Exactly.
2: You know? Like, you know, the, the difference between me and a doctor is if somebody were to say, like, oh, you know, I'm having some gut issues, I would recommend, like, a bunch of herbs or, like, herbal teas. And, like, I just say, you know, take this for, like a few weeks see how you feel and usually by then it helps mm-hmm. because in in my experience of how I healed I did a lot of teas I did a lot of tinctures but the thing is you don't need it long term because you're bo- what with the plants do when it's in its whole form compared to when it's in a pill form because they are isolating a protein from the plant and they're putting it in this pill form with a bunch of other random chemicals and the body doesn't know how to read that when it's in an isolated form, but the thing about when it's in a plant form is it is it has all of the components that the plant created it with, and so when your body ingests the plant in its whole form, it actually communicates with your body and it tells you it tells your body how to heal itself, and so it basically just gives it like a little boost, and then you don't need it anymore Mm -hmm. like after after usually it's like less than a week in my experience of the healing it's been less than a week and i don't even ever have to take it again Mm
0: -hmm. well i think uh, i don't know because i would say that yeah like I, i think the first sort of like the first line of defense shouldn't be go to the doctor get pills yeah but i think keeping it as like a Oh, like this is gonna get this is kind of heavy stuff. Like, okay, we gotta consult a doctor. Of like, because like you know they cured AIDS, right? Like, whoa, holy shit. Okay, mm-hmm. like I don't think there's a plan that's gonna cure AIDS. Mm-hmm. That's that's my personal, you know, prove me wrong, please. But like,
2: there definitely you know, are.
0: I, <laughs> there, okay. there are
2: there are cures to I, everything, and cancer has been cured several times. They don't want to. This, I I hope your podcast doesn't get removed. <laughs> I mean <laughs> me saying I, that but there are many people who have figured out cures to cancer mm-hmm. and, but still the doctors, they still do these runs of like, oh, we still haven't found the cure, but keep giving us more money so we can do more research. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they they don't want people to really heal because then they, they wouldn't make more money. If every person that they walked through their door and they healed them immediately, those people wouldn't need to be coming back. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the doctors, like, it should be more of a nonprofit. profit It should be more of a thing that doesn't have to do with money, but it's more of a place where you go and you get healed. Mm-hmm. But I don't hear that many people say, oh yeah, I just went to the doctor and they healed my problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. They fixed it. I don't need anything anymore. But like, no, yeah. it's like a, I have to take this pill now, like to you know deal with this issue and and then somebody's in this perpetual state of being sick and the same thing goes with mental health it's like people continue like they're like oh i have bipolar it's not or like i have depression or i'm depressed it's it's like this thing that they start to attach themselves as like a characteristic of their being rather than saying like oh i'm dealing with depression so they're they're attaching themselves to this mindset and or to this disease that they have. And really, I mean, you break up the word disease; it's dis ease. Mm-hmm. When your body is feeling like not at ease, mm-hmm. and so you know when it when it comes to somebody like you know I I go through experiences where I I do feel depressed mm-hmm. and I I do feel like you know i'll have symptoms of adhd or other other sort of things where i can't focus or like you know i'm feeling mood swings or whatever but i don't i don't i don't put that on me and you know i don't attach myself to these things because i'm a human being yeah. who experiences the fluctuation of emotions and things come and go and i just acknowledge it and you know i Do self care during those moments where I am feeling depressed. And sometimes it's hard to do self care and I kind of just like loathe in it. But I do acknowledge that I will be happy again. And, you know, this is just a low right now in in like the wavelength of my life where it goes up and down, up and down. And when I'm in the low, I know that I'm on my way up. (laughs) So, you know, I just acknowledge that I. I'm constantly changing being and you know there are many things I can do to change and to heal myself and to basically just go through it. So I'm not you know I don't attach myself yeah. to any disease or like anything like that.
0: I think I don't know I guess to from what I can tell like it almost seems like it's a crutch in that you can say like like it's like oh no like I have depression like I don't need to like try to be happy. You're like I've given up so like, I can just, I don't have to change. Like I can be like, Nope, I have ADHD. I don't need to learn how to concentrate on anything. Like I'm, I'm good. You know, it's like, Oh, you know, I, I can't pay attention to get my work done, it's like, well, it's not my fault. It's my disease's fault. So like,
2: Exactly. I can, it is a crutch. And so it goes back into this ultimate, and I think I talked about it last time when we were talking, but ultimately people don't want to be responsible for themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, when you give your authority to the doctors, they're now responsible for you. Like, oh, they're, they're why I'm not healing because like, they're giving me this pill and that's not working. And then I get them to give me a different, pill and then that's not working it's ultimately removing the responsibility from us being in a human body because this is we're operating a little universe here like the more that I grow and become an adult I'm like I am responsible for everything in my life every problem that I experience now every issue is something a choice that I made or that I have to make and when I choose to be responsible for all of what happened to me, even though I may have not caused a lot of the traumas that I experienced, those, I'm not in those situations anymore. So I'm responsible for healing it and for basically resolving that within myself so that I don't have to perpetuate that trauma further in my own life. And onto other people you know i it's not it's not their bags to carry it's like yeah. i'm responsible for carrying my own bag or i'm responsible for cleaning out my bag and getting rid of shit mm. <laughs> you know i'm not going to carry around my crap anymore i want to be lighter i want yeah. to i want to experience freedom basically and so it's my responsibility like I, I, you know a saying i think it's in like spider-man but like the greatest freedom comes with the greatest responsibility or something like that Mm -hmm. um you know for for us to experience true freedom in the body in the mind and the spirit you have to be able to handle your whole universe Mm -hmm. and like be able to carry everything that is operating in your universe and so when i say I'm responsible for any sicknesses that happen in my body. It's usually because I had been making choices that were making my body feel sick. Mm. And a lot of people don't, realize that when you go to the store you are consenting to buying whatever you're buying Mm -hmm. to put into your home into your body like and people may not realize because they they just don't read the ingredients of things and so they may be like that they're going to displace the responsibility again of like oh this company made me sick Mm -hmm. because they're putting chemicals in their product but it's like they put it on the back of the box like but you didn't read it so you consented to buying it and you consented to eating it
0: Mm, well, okay. Because, like, I definitely – I agree a lot with, like, people need personal responsibility. And I see – yeah, like, it's very easy because I, I have a friend who – and she – you used to want to be a doctor. or you know Nicolette. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, um, and she would tell me – she's like, yeah, like, it's just so frustrating when people come in here and they're like, prescribe me, like, diabetes medicine or something or this weight loss drug. And it's like, have you tried, like, dieting? <laughs> have you tried not eating? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh Like, what are you talking about?
2: They want a magic pill that's going to – basically do take responsibility for them mm. but it's not like you pay in a different way
0: but I don't know that it's I'm apprehensive to say that everybody has a hundred percent control over themselves which I you know that's kind of going back on the whole like you know my disease is my affliction blah 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 but I think that there are certain people like let's say like dumb people, for instance which you know it's nice to you be like yeah the idiots right not mm-hmm. me i'm not dumb but uh like i think there's certain people where like okay for instance the chemicals on the back of something it's like they don't understand that it's something that's bad yeah. for them or they think like what do you mean the doctor's not helping me like he's a nice guy <laughs> well and he ignorance gives me this is medicine. bliss <laughs> yeah but like I- i'm saying that i wouldn't Totally put the blame on them. I think there's a certain responsibility of those who are aware, mm-hmm. you know, those who are like kind of the guardians of yeah. those people who can't guard themselves. It's like, you know, you need to be a little bit careful as not to like, you know, you're kind of responsible, not just for yourself, but like for other people since you have it's so the quote mm-hmm. was with great power comes great responsibility.
2: Yeah, definitely. And
0: I think that kind of like connecting that to what I'm saying is like, oh yeah, no, like, yeah, if you have the power of like great intelligence or great mm-hmm. ability, like, you're responsible also to help those people who don't have it too i
2: and and i agree uh, though some of the issues that come up is like um you know i i've experienced this with my family where i'm trying to share my knowledge with them but they think i'm attacking them mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like you like i don't i don't need your help like i don't yeah. i don't want you to tell me what to do basically and yeah. i'm like, I'm like, I'm only saying this because you were complaining, (laughs) you know, and these people who complain are the same people who aren't taking responsibility for the choices that they've made, Mm -hmm. but they would rather just stay in that victim mode because it's easier. They don't have to. They're displacing that onto somebody else rather than realizing like, oh, shit, like this is all me. Like this is all. My choices yeah. that I'm making that are making me sick, and it's—I think it's actually really hard for people to acknowledge that they are the cause.
0: It's easier to say you're an asshole. Stop being mean to me. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Oh, no. But,
2: but it's—it is easier, and you know, I mean, obviously, with like children, like you know, their parents are responsible for them, mm-hmm. and like their parents are not being responsible for even themselves, and. I think a lot of these issues also just stem from people never healing their traumas. And basically when, they're, when they become like, quote, adult, they, they're still a child in an adult's body. And then they have children and they don't, because they never graduated into adulthood like just because mm. you turn 18 doesn't mean that you've become an adult like i actually think it's more of a, a mature and like once you take responsibility for your being completely i think that you actually graduate in a more like energetic way to an adulthood because when i when i decide to have children i know that i'm making the choice to bring them into this world and i'm going to make the choice to care for them and all of their needs and everything that they need because i've done the research about my own body and what it what it takes to even be in a body that i do believe that i could teach children in a really tactful way Mm -hmm. and so you know i do believe like i i still think that i you know several years i could i could still go without having children but I, I do know that when, when I do decide to do that, it will... That <laughs> I have taken responsibility for myself and that I will not put any of my traumas onto them. Like, I'm going to give them a completely free life. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the issues of people not taking responsibility and then having children also mixed with, um, in America, the amount of chemicals because it's cheaper to put them in this product and just having people be ignorant to the amount of chemicals that, you know, you go into the grocery store, you don't think about like, oh, like, are all these foods poison? Like, that's not most people's thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, they go in, they see the box, and I once heard somebody say like, the front is for entertainment, the back is for information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, ignore the front. No matter how colorful it looks yeah. or how beautiful the product may look, yeah. you need to read what is inside of it because it doesn't matter if it looks all pretty and whatnot. Like yeah. that is to try to trick you into buying it because it's like, wow, look, yeah. it looks so yummy. But I go into the grocery store and I acknowledge that 80% of what's in in those processed food boxes is like really toxic to the body
0: yeah well, I think, yeah, it's kind of like when you look, it's like, what am I buying? It's like, you're not buying Coca-Cola. You're buying water, high fructose exactly. corn syrup, and, flavoring.
2: and And I mean, think about, so like the gut and the, the body is, is like a computer. You know, it, it um, processes data. Mm-hmm. So think about all of these ingredients that are, if you read the back of a box of like cereal, it's got like 50 ingredients in it. Your yeah, body like- has to process all all of those ingredients and most of those things would ne- your body would never naturally come into contact with if you were like living in nature yeah you know and so your body is now having to process things that are isolated chemicals that it would never naturally come into contact with. And most of this stuff isn't being processed. It's just being stored in the body. And then it's a buildup of toxicity. And so what I actually think that cancer is and what a lot of diseases are is actually just toxicity that continues to build up in the body, in the bloodstream, in the lymphatic system. And like a tumor is basically your body storing all of that chemical all of that toxic waste and gunk into one area it's like separating it so that it doesn't contaminate the bloodstream and naturally what would happen if a person were to start having a tumor is if they were to stop that toxicity overload and they were to start to support the body in um like releasing the toxins and basically purging them from the system the tumor would actually just fall off Mm -hmm. but when it's cut off and the body has now it's like whoa where did my little patch of toxins go that i was like storing away from the rest of the body that's actually what may cause it to now start going into the bloodstream Mm -hmm. because that that function of the body because the body is divinely intelligent i I really believe that it was made to be able to heal itself and to regenerate itself and so when that is removed and then the person continues the lifestyle that they were living and doesn't stop the lifestyle all of those toxins are now being put somewhere else into the body
0: Hmm. so artificial sweeteners you're like no
2: no not at all
0: Cause I'll have some of these energy drinks, and like, I don't. Have you ever like heard of Bang? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like I would look at it, and I'm like, it's you know three cups of coffee worth of caffeine. It's crystal clear, and it tastes like birthday cake, but it's zero calories. You're like, what the fuck is in yeah. this can? You know? Yeah, You're exactly. Like, Where did they get this? Um, and like, I mean, I will say it has been all bad because it is like puts a little pep in your step at least the first one. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people who are like. Addicted to these, where it's like I live on energy drinks. Yeah, it's like,
2: and oh, and shit, I mean you know? the, like there's so many chemicals in those. And you know, I I used to drink energy drinks when I was younger. Like I, I mean, I was on ADHD pills for about like eight years of my life, mm-hmm. and so I'm very. Aware of this, like, oh, I need to focus or I need to like consume something to focus. But I'm at this point now where, you know, I mean, I even still like, I will sometimes still drink coffee or like matcha, like tea, you know, that has caffeine in it. But I know ultimately, like, a lot of this stems from not being in a more natural environment and also not operating to like, my own circadian rhythm of how I should be living on this earth. You know, me having to operate by being in a job and, you know, having to wake up at certain times and having to, like, expend my energy. I'm I'm feeling that I need to consume energy to in order to do this. But naturally, the body shouldn't have to consume anything. We, we, we create our own electricity, our own energy. And, you know, I think there's a lot of... Natural ways to um, produce the energy in the body where you don't actually need to consume anything.
0: So that's something you were saying at the end. Is like, yeah, you don't need to eat anything. Yeah. I like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, so I mean, there's these people who live um, as breatharians, <laughs> where they they say they don't consume any food and that they just breathe uh-huh. and to basically fuel their body. I've I've probably seen. Um, I've met a few people um, in real life who who are doing this lifestyle. And it's interesting to me because it it would defy every belief that humanity and, like, the civilization has, basically, you know, about, like, where you get your energy and how you basically continue to function. But, I mean... When I've experienced doing breath work, you know, so the lungs and the breath is actually one of the most powerful healing that the body can really do because the lungs are responsible for 70% of the detoxification that happens in the body. So every time you take a really deep breath in, not even just to your lungs, but to your diaphragm, and then you basically I mean, I like to use my imagination. It's gonna happen regardless if you imagine or not, but I, I like to imagine that when I take a breath in, I'm scooping all of the like toxins or like dirty mm-hmm. stuff that may be floating around in my body, and then I'm like pushing it all out in my exhale. And so, you know, I do use my imagination because I do believe that's the body's like magic and intention mm-hmm. is to be able to see it in your mind's eye, and then it's actually happening. And so what I have noticed is the more that I do breath work and the more that I actually take deep conscious breaths, I, my breath is getting deeper and I'm actually inhaling longer than I've ever inhaled before. And then when I exhale, I'm like, I feel like I'm releasing a lot of stuff. And so breath I do think fuels the body in a way that food never will. And it's it's free. It's free to breathe. So that goes back into my whole, like, I do believe healing is free. I don't think that people need to pay a doctor and pay for their whole life for all these pills that aren't healing them. They're just a crutch, you know? And I want to empower people. But I notice that when I tell people, especially online where I mention, like, you can heal. Like, everything that you experience, you can heal. People get triggered. They get so
0: triggered. And it's because
2: they don't believe it. They they don't believe I that mean, they can heal their body.
0: I mean, uh, like, you're not crazy, but it sounds like a little, like, uh, I don't and, know it's, about that. It you know? sounds like, crazy
2: because people don't believe in the power of their body. And this just goes into them, like, continuing to be in that victim mode.
0: But I think, uh, like, I mean... This is kind of like a party pooper but like just you know like economics wise it's like okay you gotta pay somebody to grow the herbs and then they grow the herbs and they bring it to you so you don't uh, spend all the time growing the herbs and so you do your job and then so, like you know like I economy mean, kind of thing i, I of know like, okay so yeah i mean that's kind of yeah it's a technicality but it, it is know. a
2: technicality and i mean i think that we need a whole <laughs> like society makeover remakeover, you know mm. like i i think that even when it comes to food and like herbs like it's really easy to grow plants (laughs) like a lot of people don't realize it, but it's it is like really easy to just plant some starter plants and imagine if everybody instead of wasting all this water and all this weed killer on their yards just to have grass Mm -hmm. if like everybody was growing an abundance of plants and like imagine like even just one neighborhood every single person utilizes their their front yard to grow an entire garden there's such an overabundance of food you'd just be trading with your neighbors like oh I got some cucumbers can I have some tomatoes like you wouldn't need grocery stores you wouldn't really I mean maybe for some things here and there like things that you can't grow in your area and I and I do acknowledge that there are places that you can't necessarily grow things all the time but they're not they're not teaching people. Like this is something that should be taught in school. How to grow plants. Like imagine if every single person knew how to grow plants.
0: We yeah, wouldn't be good workers. <laughs> they can't work exactly. In the factory. You, 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 exactly,
2: <laughs> just to make all this crap products. Like you know it
0: takes a lot of time though and i guess that is going with like good workers like it is a substantial time to garden. but
2: but then you wouldn't need to work as much to buy food
0: that's true that's true. so like
2: you know i just think that the whole way that society operates is against how nature designed us to be and like all of the problems that people face within their bodies within their minds like everything is just it I mean, society at large is, there's an issue. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are not um, operating how the human body was created to operate. And I think that we were put on this earth so that we could explore, we could swim in rivers and, you know, go see waterfalls and grow our own food and have. yeah Yeah, and just like have family and have communities where we create like I think that living should be a lot more simple Mm -hmm. and going back to what you're saying earlier about like all these like really big math equations I I was meditating um, a, a week or so ago and I realized that in all of like You know, I I mean, I've seen it more in movies than anything else, but like they'll write a huge equation on a chalkboard that fills the entire chalkboard. The answer is
0: usually like four. Oh, (laughs)
2: like the answer is so simple to the most complex questions. The answer is always simple.
0: But finding it is like a. I mean this is just getting mathy but like you know you'll have to go through like layers (laughs) upon light and you bring all this and you spread it all out Mm -hmm. you're like accounting for every factor (laughs) and then you finally realize like Oh, these cancel out and these cancel out and these mm-hmm. cancel out, and you're like, Oh, come on! And then it keeps going, and you're like, It was one the whole time, and yeah. you're just like, Oh my god,
2: <laughs> yeah! But but I think that that goes for everything in life, every complex question about reality, about what it means to be in a human body, about health. The answer is simple, mm-hmm. and usually when it comes to healing, like. If I were to tell people, like, you can heal your body if you were to go and you were to just fast and be in nature and you were to touch the earth, you were just to breathe and, like, sit with yourself and to, like, really deeply go within yourself and to just, like, connect to who you are. And, I mean, you know, if I tell people that the answer is simple, it's hard for them to believe. Mm. And then that's the craziest part. And, you know, obviously it's taken me... Um, it's taken me several years to get to this point, but the more that I'm on this path of like feeling healed in my body, I I'm starting to feel more superhuman. Mm. <laughs> like I, I don't need as much food anymore. You know, I, and I obviously still eat.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say like, how much do you eat? What do you eat? Um, you know, like I lettuce? mean, but <laughs> no,
2: like I, I still, you know, I, I eat, just simple foods like real like Mm. you know just vegetables fruit um you know i still eat meat and but it's more it's from a farm it's from a farmer who did all the work themselves and and like the same thing with the milk it's simple it's like it's not processed at all it hasn't been bleached it hasn't been like removed of all the bad bacteria or whatever you don't eat
0: a lot of meat um i don't
2: no i don't i don't eat a lot anymore for a while i was eating um a lot just because having been vegan, I, I did notice that I had become very ungrounded. And the thing is like meat meat does, because it's a denser um, vibration of food, it does ground you into the physical realm. When I was vegan, I noticed I was like way, way too in like the energetic body and I wasn't like in my physical body. Like I was, you know, I can see auras. I can see a lot of energy around people, but I was noticing it was like, it was all just like energy. And, you know, I I was like, I need to be here in the physical realm to do my work. Mm -hmm. And so I did notice that meat grounded me. And so, you know, I, I, I think that there's a balance and there's a moderation to that because I had started to eat, there was one point where I was eating a lot of it, but I started to become so heavy and I was like, I felt energetically like a lot more tired and like, you know, I was kind of weighing down and so I'm, I'm now moving into a point where I'm like, I do want to feel a lot lighter in my body and um, the more fruits and just vegetables I eat, like I do notice, because Fruit and vegetable has an electrical charge when you eat it. Like, it's still alive, basically, when you eat it, especially if you just picked it off the plant. Um, So, you know, there's just different energetics in the food, but in total, like, simplicity, like, just real food, you know? Like, I don't, I hardly eat that much processed food anymore, and if I do, it's going to be, like, a more natural product that's been processed, (laughs)
0: So you don't have, like,
2: one, like, a cheat day where
0: you're like, I'm going to go to McDonald's? No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I I would never, ever, ever eat,
2: like, fast food ever again in my life. So my my cheat days are more, like, you know, I'll get myself a really good meal, um from somewhere like a really nice rice bowl with like some meat and just like a bunch of vegetables but
0: you're killing me man <laughs> i would be like oh i'm gonna mess off some taco bell like no I'm gonna, oh, no yeah. once
2: i mean <laughs> so and this goes into like the ignorance is bliss like once you realize like what's in that food and oh it's
0: garbage but it <laughs> tastes good it's- it tastes good but
2: you <laughs> feel like crap afterward but
0: that for that one brief moment
2: it's not it's, worth it. It's
0: it's a cheat. Like I'm like it's, I'm not it's not, it's you know. It's instant
2: gratification. Yes. And that's the other thing about this the society and how things are functioned. It's all based off of instant gratification mm-hmm. like the lottery, social media is like a quick dopamine rush, oh, yeah. Um, TikTok, fast food, anything that is like instantly gratifying has long-term like negative consequences to it. Compared to things that are um like short term, like pain, but long term pleasure. Like exercise, for example, mm-hmm. it may be like painful at first to like exercise, but the longer that you do it, and the more consistent that you do it, you start to become very strong in your body, and like long term, it's very good for you. And it feels good, like afterwards,
0: like you're just kind of like,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you, but you have to work for it. And so it's. I think that things that are really um, pleasurable, like long term, you have to work for, like. For me, you know, I want um, my ultimate goal is to have a farm and to raise my family like on a farm. But I have to, I have to work hard to get that land. And what I notice a lot of people, especially girls my age, is like all the money that they're making, and they're like, I just want to go out and party right now, and like you know, just I just want to live my life right now. Because I was, I was living with some girls. my last house and you know i've started my own business and i'm like in my room constantly working on my business and they're like you don't you don't want to do anything fun like Mm -hmm. all the time and i'm like this opportunity Mm (laughs) cost i was like unless if it's like um going to benefit or like you know if our conversation is going to move me forward and like grow me in somehow i i don't have time Mm -hmm. to just talk about
0: nothing well that is interesting because i would think a lot of them are like you know you don't have a lot of time on this earth like why not enjoy it you're also like i I don't have a lot of time i'm not gonna waste it that
2: is the mindset but the thing is like they want to party now and that's that instant gratification Mm -hmm. where it's like i'm just gonna party now and then i'm gonna work harder when i'm 30 but for me i'm like i'm gonna work hard now so i'm gonna retire when i'm 30 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm gonna have like all of the things i need when i'm you know when i'm that age when they're older and they're still working hard to pay back everything that they wanted to party when they're younger i'm using the more energy that i have as a younger being to work hard so that by the time that i'm older i can retire and i can relax and i don't have to worry about it because i've set up basically all of my businesses that are going to make me money further like down so i'm getting ahead
0: (laughs) of a lot of people and see i don't know because i to me, I want to have both, right? I want, to have my, I want to eat healthy for, like, a month, and then one day I'm just going to be like, let's go get drunk and get some Taco Bell. Like, come on, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd like I to think, think there's a place for it.
2: I think that, you know, there's definitely a balance. And, you know, if it's only, like, once every blue moon, yeah, then, little, you, know, d- you know, I think it's fine. It's but it's pleasure. it's when it's a consistent thing, yeah. that's, that's when it becomes a problem. And, you know... Like like I said, I do have my my own little cheat days. But I I mean I don't I don't drink. I do I do partake in um some herb. <laughs> <laughs> um and I do, you know, partake in um mushrooms here and there and um <laughs> yeah, DMT.
0: Shiitake. Okay. Well yeah, no, there's no
2: <laughs> So but but for me, I mean those are all still like um just very healing, conscious experiences that I have, and um, I did want to talk about DMT because I know you were originally asking me before
0: we. Yeah. So you you uh, so what is that? What's up with that? Yeah, what's your rundown? <laughs> what's up
2: with that? Um. So DMT is this very magical substance that is in every single living thing on this planet. It is a. It is the molecule that. Um, they they have studied and they, they they call it the spirit molecule basically because it's it's found in every plant every human every animal and every time you take a breath you're actually producing DMT and so it's the it's just this like really magical substance and somehow they figured out how to extract it um, I mean it originally like you know stems from ayahuasca and some some shaman had a vision and was told you need to combine this twig from this tree with this leaf from this other tree and you need to mix it in a pot and you need to just drink it (laughs) so it like the way that it came to be was in a really like magical way like it was something that was meant to but it is a very healing plant and it basically shows you the mechanics of existence
0: (laughs) so like what have you like what mechanics have you seen
2: um so the veil has been lifted for me where i have seen beyond this physical realm it's almost like my spirit was like stepped way outside my body and I had like an overarching like view of my whole life and of all of humanity itself. And I realized that this is a game <laughs> that we're playing and that my, my spirit is in this physical body um, operating at the third dimension in this game. But my spirit has much more dimensions and so does yours, so does like everybody. We, we live in several dimensions at once but our consciousness right now is in this physical reality.
0: what what would you say to the people who would say you're on
2: drugs (laughs) well i mean you know it's it's definitely one of those things that like you you don't really understand unless if you do it you know Mm -hmm. and and actually you can read you can reach the dm states dmt states naturally by breathing and by doing breath work and like Mm -hmm. meditating
0: have you done that because i've heard so many people say it's possible but i've never heard of anybody like so
2: i mean doing it uh, so have you heard about like the third eye and the pineal gland mm. so they're basically a bunch of crystals in the middle of your head and crystals
0: oh you're losing me with the crystals. no with the i mean crystals. look at, look
2: it up they they've they've done studies that there are there are actual crystals and it's it's kind of like an antenna like a like a radio station and that antenna can um Move its channel into different dimensions, and basically you can travel within your own consciousness and your spirit can um, use that that um, those crystals to move itself into a different dimension. Mm-hmm. And so when you breathe, um, and when you consciously breathe, you're actually moving cerebral fluid into your pineal gland. And if you do it enough and you uh, like, I haven't Fully figured it out. I'm still like on the path of being able to do it more naturally, but I do notice that if I'm in a session of like breath work and meditating, where I'm like consciously di- diaphragmically breathing for like 30 minutes, that I start to move into different states of consciousness, and I'm changing the brain waves in my in my brain. To I don't know what it, the natural um, like like delta or you know the all, I don't know the names, the and I, when it, when it comes to like the logistical names. Of things, it's it's hard for me to remember fully, but I know like the processes because I'm a very like visionary
0: person. It's weird because you're saying like all these herbs that you know, but it's like you know, it's curious like what you know. Certain things you know the facts, but certain things it's like, oh yeah, but I don't know this. It's It's all it's
2: all based on like memorization and how much I'm willing to memorize because there's just so many. There's so much information. Yeah, you can't know know it all. Yeah, but but I do know that when I've experienced it, um, I have moved into d- different states of consciousness. And for me, like, when I've inhaled um, DMT, it feels like I'm t- I've just took 50 breaths mm-hmm. at once. And I have met beings. <laughs> they're called the machine elves. The machine
0: elves. Yeah. I've heard of the elves. I've never heard of the machine well, elves. Well, I mean, el- so that that's,
2: a, like, I guess the technical term. But basically, they're the... What the... Do you mean the technical term? There's a codex me... online of, like... Um, the things that people have seen in in the dmt realm like there's a Mm. whole thing that people have agreed upon like oh i've seen the jesters i've seen the machine elves like there's there's all these terms and so that's the crazy part is like even though people may have different experiences on like dmt there are consistent like things that people have seen across the board Mm. and And so, I've met the machine elves. They've done surgery on me before. (laughs) Okay. And, um, (laughs) I know, it sounds crazy, but... It does
0: sound crazy. It does, like...
2: But, I You sound
0: like you're on drugs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sober right now.
0: You know know what I mean.
2: I know. And... um, but like in in my experience like they they've shown me they've shown me the realms and they've they've shown me you know outside of my body and basically um in the fifth dimension because like right now we're in the third dimension and we're talking in third dimension the fourth dimension is more like where our feelings and thoughts exist um where sort of like the astral exists that basically connects all of us Mm -hmm. and the fifth dimension is uh, like above but it's also like encapsulating all the other dimensions Mm -hmm. and in the fifth dimension um there's not talking like when I come into contact with these beings it's more like They feel into me like like there's this um, telepathic communication that happens where it's like we just we just meet and like eye to eye and and they're they're moving and they're like the the visuals are really crazy and you can't even you can't even really keep your eye on them because it's more of a like you're feeling their existence and it's so it's it's more on a different conscious level of understanding and experience and you know I mean everybody has had very different experiences of course because as I said like you know what's happening is like the DMT is going into the pineal gland and it's basically opening um, a door into different dimensions and so where you go is greatly depends on like where you're meant to go and the first several times I did it um, I didn't realize I was on training wheels and that they're like holding my hand and showing me like all these things because there was one trip that like really changed everything where they're like I, I visually saw them take off these like training wheels and they're like they like push me out the <laughs> out the nest like a bir- baby bird and I was like directing my consciousness through realms which it was really hard because this, This comes back into ultimately how responsible you are for yourself and how responsible you are for your, where you direct your consciousness and you direct your conscious focus. And so in that moment, when they took the training wheels off, I was completely like driving myself and driving my consciousness of where I was going in the dimensions. And I was accidentally traveling through a bunch of different dimensions. And I couldn't, I couldn't like ground myself. And so when I came back, so like the trip usually only lasts like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. because um dmt is because our body already produces it it starts breaking down almost immediately and like there nobody's ever died from it like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not anything that's dangerous um you know, you may, you may have a very intense experience and, like, some people have been hyper-slapped yeah. <laughs> or basically, like, a, an entity, like, slaps them back into their body. And, you know, some people have had really dark experiences. So, emotionally, it may be, like, you know, dark, but in terms of physicality, it does not harm the body. Um, yeah, so I've, I've had a lot of really interesting experiences, but it has shown me um, and given me a, a way different perspective of a reality because like i thought i knew before i did it like i thought i knew the answers and all this and oh once i did it i just realized how much i didn't know <laughs> and how much there's so much out there and so many different dimensions
0: so who would you recommend it for like when should somebody take dmt like what what, what is i think
2: it for? that if they're being called like, I I think that the DMT realm calls people. And, like...
0: Cause, the- uh, well, because I... The, real quick. I had heard, like, um, somebody was, like, looking for acid. And it was, like, you know, they were asking all their friends and they mm-hmm. couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden they met this one guy and he's like, I have this for you. Mm-hmm. And it, and he said, like, you don't find acid. Acid finds you. It,
2: it's it's the same thing um, with DMT. Like, I, I remember the only way I found out about it was people were telling me that my art looked like the DMT realms. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I knew, I like did some research and I was like, you know, I feel like at some point I will do this, but I'm not going to go out of my way to find it. Like I'm going to wait for it to come to me. And it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did in a magical way. Um surprisingly, maybe not so surprisingly, but a lot of people will trade me art for <laughs> psychedelics. <laughs> and um I so I got it that way and you know i was able to take like baby steps with it where you know because there's there's different levels there's like three levels there's the first level which feels very like floaty and kind of like oh this is interesting and then there's a second level where you're like tripping the hardest you've ever tripped Mm -hmm. because i feel like every psychedelic is actually trying to reach dmt Mm -hmm. and then there's the third level where you blast off (laughs) you just you I, i mean you basically like you know you're well, so for me, I've, I'm grounded in my body that I'm still aware that I have a physical body during that. But it does change how I feel things. Like, usually I would do it um, in my bed right before I go to sleep. And w- once I do it, you know, like, I, I would lay down after doing it. But my blanket would become the softest blanket I've felt in the entire world. And my whole bed was so soft. And, like, it's, so it, d- it did f- change how my physical body felt. But in terms of like, because I think my consciousness had become so strong in the time that I finally did blast off i was able to hold my consciousness Mm -hmm. and i think that some people i mean it just really shows you like an expanded um perspective of your own spirit and where you are where you're at because like really this this physical realm and how well you can be responsible for your own universe and your own being does show you um in those in those like psychedelic states it does show you how much you're in control of yourself Mm -hmm. because if i I was not like like I said when they took off the training wheels I had realized like how much I still like didn't have a handle or a grip on my um you know on my steering basically in just like life in general and so the more that I've gotten a grip on my steering the more I notice that my consciousness stays in those states so even though my ego like this ego of this being that I am may quote die or just like sort of like succeed or
0: leave me for in the, the trip or like in general
2: it, in like- in the trip because it comes back like mm-hmm. the, the but there have been moments where i'm like oh wow this being that i am it's more of just like i just become the conscious observer of the experience that i'm having and i realize that i'm only the observer i'm not i'm observing my ego and so the whole like new age spirituality is like oh you have to kill your ego to like transcend reality i think that's bullshit you need your ego like you need this character to exist in this world (laughs) like if you didn't have it like uh, but but i mean there, there there's obviously a balance to everything and so it's not allowing your ego to think like oh i'm like the smartest or the most intelligent like soul there is or whatever but it's you know, like, this character that I'm playing, I, I realize is my ego, and I'm just the observer yeah. of this character. I'm not actually this character.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So, it's, so it's almost like a video game where, like, you're playing a character.
2: Yes, 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 yes. So that that this really is like a video game. Like mm-hmm. when they say it's a simulation, I mean it's an organic holographic like mm-hmm. simulation where basically your spirit is here in this realm to learn lessons, and there's a lesson plan that you agreed to before you came into this body that you agreed with, like a council of like the guardian souls of this realm which are kind of like the the machine elves or they could have any name but they're basically like your angels your 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 team of beings you agreed and then they're just kind of like watching you and you know they're like mentors and and then obviously there's like source like Mm. energy that we're all connected to that is also guiding us and
0: so do you think it's almost like a lesson for the souls to come down and like this almost sort of like a you know like you're going to survival boot camp so you learn how to live in the wilderness they're like all right you know she's been acting like an asshole like send her to be good camp and be (laughs) like all right yeah she's gonna get her ass well
2: i mean it's it's a way of self-mastery because i think that we're like embryos of god Mm -hmm. and basically we're learning godhood And I think that this, that these lessons we're experiencing, you know, because I mentioned last time that we talked that this is like kindergarten in the universe, Mm -hmm. that there are way higher dimensions, but you have to learn the basic building blocks of this universe before you can start operating your own universe and, like, create your own universe, basically. Mm -hmm. And so I think that what godhood is, is, you know, it's just this fractal expansion of, our reality and of who we are right now and so if you can learn self-mastery and you can basically um uh, curate yourself to be of like a higher service to all of humanity of to like the collective then you it's you know it's called ascension like you're you're basically ascending if you're learning these lessons but some people don't learn them because i mean you know there are I do think that this game has been, like, attacked and, like, manipulated in a lot of ways, and so there's a lot of forces at play that are, like, basically confusing people of why they're here and Mm. the information of why souls are here and what souls, or what this place even is, you know, a lot of people are in amnesia and don't have that that memory right now of who they are and why they're here. And so a lot of people just think that this is all that exists and that we're on like a random floating rock in space and that this is like, that there's
0: no meaning. But why? Why would that, like, if if you're being put into a video game, I guess like, yeah, you need enemies to defeat in the game, but like, you know, sh- why would you? Is, <laughs> are there are there people who are also playing the game who are like against the gods? Yes. <laughs> there's the, the demons. There's the, yeah, they're trying and- to win.
2: Yeah, and I mean, well, they they basically, you know, they're they're trying to steal the energy from those who are still connected to God and connected to the source of all energy. And it's cuz they've disconnected themselves from that source. And they they want to be God without doing the hard work. Mm. They basically want to steal and consume the energy from others rather than learn how to create it themselves.
0: So what like hmm do you think like because I'm trying to think of it from, like, the position. It sounds like a very, like, it's analogous to, like, the devil. Like, you mm-hmm. know, everybody is an angel. They're a child of God. And the devil mm-hmm. wanted to become God. But then yeah. he fell away. So it's a similar, like, story. But I'm wondering if, um, like, you know, the devil, I imagine, thinks he's right. You know? <laughs> like, it's sort of like yeah. the, um, I, don't, I don't know who said it. But it was basically, like, nobody does something at being like oh i'm gonna do something evil they mm-hmm. just think like this is like it's like the right decision to them although yeah. their reasons might be bad it's like like for instance a serial killer and i'm you know mm-hmm. i'm not a serial killer just so you know <laughs> so i don't know what they think but i assume it's like a um it's sort of like a, i really feel good when i kill people and mm-hmm. i don't care about other people because i'm number one so it's not like they have a reason to be like oh, no, I shouldn't kill somebody because that's mm-hmm. another person. They're like, no, I'm, like, the bro. So, like, I can do whatever I want, and it makes yeah. me feel good. So this is, like, the right decision. They're not like, oh, this is really, really bad. I shouldn't be mm-hmm. killing people. But well, then they're like, ah, we're, you know. Well, I mean, it's both.
2: But- it's I think that they get off on it. Like, they get a power. Like, I, I think I've heard, um, you know, when they've interviewed some serial killers that they, they get energy. Like, mm-hmm. there's a sort of... Um, it's like a drug. It is. It's like a high that they get Mm -hmm. after doing it. And so, you know, there's a, there is something that they're after, but it's a very consumptive high. You know I mean? Obviously they're, if they're consuming the life of another person, there is a really dark energy there and it's because it is against God. And I think, you know, I can't, I can't say like the whole, you know, why it is that, The devil separated himself from god or you know why he's now got a why there's a bunch of demons who followed him but i mean ultimately i think it's a you know there when you are with god and you're with just the source of all creation that's that's the energy of love like love is a universal law of god and it's a frequency and to be in that state of love is a state of of giving and of expansion and of creation, which is a very light energy. And to be in that, you have to be of service to God. You know, you have to be of service to this higher path. Mm-hmm. But with free will, as what created people who are choosing the path of consuming that because all that love is what animates everything. And that love is what is powering this entire society, even if it's being used in a really dark way. Mm-hmm. Cause I do remember talking about, um, last time that we, that this society is being, it's basically, th- People are being siphoned of that energy that they are naturally connected to god but it's being siphoned by these dark forces because they disconnected themselves so they basically become like black holes where they have to consume light to basically keep existing so they're consuming all the light in other people to fuel their creation because they're not connected to god themselves so they can't just naturally create life like beings like us can
0: See, but then that goes again to what we were talking about earlier. It's like the like, you know, God allows the devil to exist, and like God loves the devil, like not necessarily like yeah, But, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's kind of like a odd man. Like why'd you shit on the floor? Devil? Yeah, so I mean,
2: and it is interesting. and Like obviously, you know, I don't know the answers to everything of mm-hmm. like why he continues to allow him to exist. But I do know that during these times and of everything that's happening, even though it seems really dark and, um, you know, Turbulent. I do know that light has already won and that we are on our way to creating a new earth and a place where ancient wisdoms and futuristic technologies can coexist together and where it is more of an organic experience, where this game actually returns to its natural state and where we can coexist in harmony and in love and, you know, in community. And a lot of people... I think struggle with that idea of like, oh, it's always going to be, you know, like, there's always, evil is always going to exist. And mm-hmm. I disagree because I think that their karma is about to like really hit them in the butt <laughs> <laughs> and it's going, it's taking them down with them. And I mean, there's a lot of, You know, I can't say for sure what will happen, but there are a lot of beliefs that, you know, there are two timelines right now. And there's like this really dark, like turbulent timeline where, you know, people are going to be in famine and fires and hurricanes and like all of this death will occur. And then there's this other timeline that's moving into like an organic ascension where we coexist in that harmony and love and that peace. Mm -hmm. And these timelines are splitting right now, which is why it's actually really hard to interact with people who are not opening themselves up to spirituality and are basically like everything is going down it's all terrible and like like the like earth is dying so what's the point in doing anything yeah. and then there's people like you know, I've met a lot of people, like especially at the Kava bars, <laughs> who are like, we're we're creating this conscious timeline of creative collaboration where we're all existing in love and like it's a very loving environment, you know, and so they, these timelines are existing in different people. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I'm I'm existing in the higher timeline. Like I'm going up there. Yeah, I'm not. I know that I came to this earth to create something really beautiful and to create like just something beyond beyond me. And you know. I do think that I'm gonna help facilitate a lot of healing um, for souls once, once the really great awakening happens, because a lot of truth is coming out right now, um, especially about like everything that's happened in the past couple of years and how corrupt the government is, and you know everything we we're talking about with the health system. I just like there's so much corruption, and I want to help return the power into people so that they realize actually how powerful and magical they are mm-hmm. like i think that humans can actually fly if they believe it
0: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I, yeah. I was like yes 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 wait wait a minute <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, but that just goes i just think that humans naturally are really magical and that mm. we have magical powers but It's our minds that have convinced us that we don't have it, and Mm -hmm. it's programs from society that have shown us that, like, hey, you're a weak little human being, and you just kind of are, like, here Mm -hmm. to, like, exist for whatever reason. Like, there's that belief, and then there's the belief of, like, you're a magical being who has the most advanced technology on this planet which is the human body and there's so much potential that you can do with that human body like there's two different beliefs and which
0: one's more inspiring (laughs) i mean i prefer definitely the i can fly (laughs) but i like i don't know i find myself cycling through which you know goes back to like the depression thing of like Sometimes it's just, like, dude, you suck. But then sometimes it's, like, bro, I am the shit. Like, you let's know, yeah. go.
2: But, I mean, it's, you know, I just want people to return to that magic. And, like, I've, I've seen people online who are returning themselves to that magic fully. And, I mean, there's, like, I've seen, I, there was this video of a, of a girl in, um, I don't remember if, it, like, it was it's in Africa somewhere. And she's, like doing miraculous healings like how jesus did where she's like literally they're they're bringing her all throughout the country to people who are sick and she's just putting their putting her hands on them Mm. and that she's healing them like instantly and so there are there are so many um there's so much proof of people using like magic in their bodies and and actually this goes into my belief about like jesus and actually his real name was yeshua (laughs) like the jewish jewish um pronunciation but you know in the whole christian belief is that oh we must follow him and people like put him as an external savior and they're like oh he's the one who will heal us he's the one who will do all this but really like i think what he said follow me i think he means more of like follow in my footsteps that i i believe that everybody has the same powers that jesus had Mm. and that the consciousness he was operating is called christ consciousness and that everybody has christ consciousness
0: see i've heard oh okay this is gonna be long so i've heard (laughs) a lot of things so one like you know like for the catholics to become a saint Mm -hmm. you have to perform a miracle that's like the minimum. So it's kind of like uh, like a lot of the Catholics are like, no, we're getting a little science now. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but they perform. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, and then I guess going into what you said about like following in, in Jesus's footsteps of like, so I guess you're sort of in like the Jewish perspective of like, he was another prophet. Like he was another one of like the, you know, like the, the errand boys of God, not to be like, um, not diminutive, but you know, like Aaron boys, yeah. but like, um, like he was sort of like a one to look at, but he himself was not God, or like he had actualized God within him, but he was not the only person I, who exa- could do that.
2: Yes, I I agree, and you know, like a Christian, um, I know there's a lot of different Christian beliefs, but the one where it's like, oh, he's the only one, like we have to look to him to save us. Mm-hmm. I that's that's putting the power outside of you again. It's not that taking responsibility and realizing that that power is inside of you. And I believe that everything that Jesus did that you and me could do too, Mm -hmm. even like walking on water. (laughs) And fly, I mean, yeah, flying. And fly, yeah, Yeah, so I think that he was somebody who realized his Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they say he's the only son of God, like, I think that you're a son of God. And I think, you know, I'm a daughter of God. And like, we all, have that same relationship to God that Jesus had, and he just wanted people to realize that they can have that power too, and so this idea of externalizing him as the Savior, and like, it's, that wasn't what I think his message was, and I think it was just like, distorted throughout time, and throughout different writings, but really, it's like, when I, When I've had certain mushroom trips, I've tapped into my own Christ consciousness where I feel the chi moving through my entire body and I feel superhuman. And I feel like I can, that I have healing in my hand and that I could help heal people and that I can, you know, basically transverse this love and this energy within my being into other people and do just what he did. And so, and I think it's a lot more empowering. It's not to say like, you know, I'm, the next jesus or anything like that but i just want people to understand that they have that power and that energy within them too
0: well it's funny because i i was reading this book and i didn't read the whole thing because i thought he was a little bit loopy (laughs) um but it was called like the key to self-realization or something like Mm -hmm. this by some yogi Would come over to america in like the 50s or 60s or something and he was saying how like everybody has krishna consciousness Mm, within mm -hmm. them and like krishna is the word for god like you can call it god or like whatever and you explain why you say krishna instead of god or whatever but like it's very interesting that you say that after i read that a couple weeks ago it's like huh because it was Mm -hmm. just like there is a little bit of it within you. Like it's, you know, we have our own consciousness, but there is still that core. And it's similar to like, you know, everybody has two hands. or You know, most people have two hands, one nose, so on and so forth. It's like you all have, it's in your genetic code to have that little piece of it.
2: I mean, like if we're extensions of God, then we would have that energy of God, basically. Mm -hmm. Not to say like, oh, I am God, but I am an aspect of God. And so the energy, like you think about, a tree. I, I think I mentioned this last time, but um, with the the leaves, like we're me and you are just a leaf next to each other, like mm. talking. But we're connected to the to the branch, and we're connected to the mm. trunk, and we're connected to the roots. We're connected to the entire energy of the tree mm. that is fueling us as little leaves.
0: Well, so one of the things the guy was talking about in the book was saying how like you shouldn't. Um, like you want to sort of not disassociate but kind of step back from everything and so it's not just like you should step back from like oh i'm gonna eat all this food Mm -hmm. and i feel sad just like step back from those feelings but it was also like trying to step back from the feelings of like i'm so happy today like kind of thing of like don't just step away from the the lows but step away from the highs Mm -hmm. in order to come to kind of like the balanced center neutrality without everything yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah,
2: it's that's being in the center and i mean it goes into what i mentioned earlier about being the observer like even though i'm talking right now when i move my consciousness to the part of me that's observing my talking that's actually who i am and that's being more in my centered because the observer doesn't feel things Mm -hmm. the observer feels observes the feelings of this body but that observer is actually just in neutrality so even though um even if i experience something i would consider negative that experience in my perspective like it's, it's all perspective, because I mean, something negative to me could, like you were saying earlier, like, oh, my ph- I forgot to charge my phone, and like, this is a negative experience. But to someone else, they don't even have a phone. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, for them to even have a phone, even if it was uncharged, they'd be like, oh, I'm so grateful I have a phone. Mm-hmm. You know, so their perspective on it is a positive one, even if it died. And so, every everything that we would consider positive or neutral, any judgment that we make is, really not not real and is more of our perspective and it's not um it's not based in in like a factual truthful reality and i mean yeah it's not objective and i mean it reminds me of this movie i watched it's called the shack and it's it's a movie about um god and like jesus but it meant it does it in a really like interesting and different spiritual take on it but basically like this man he loses his daughter Um, his daughter's like murdered and he can't forgive the murderer and he's like he's such a terrible man And, and then he meets god and jesus um who are just like normal people and so really i i would recommend this movie to anybody but but basically like what i got from the premise of the movie is like you can't judge these people like only god can judge really like we in our perspective because he didn't you know obviously he's upset that this man like murdered his daughter but he he doesn't know what that man has been through and it's not to justify the actions that he took but for him to judge him and say that that man's an evil man like I mean, it goes into his whole perspective of his own father and, like, his um, experience of his father not being a good father to him. But he—basically, God shows him, like, that— what his father because his father like abused him but his, but god shows him that his father was abused as a child mm-hmm. and so he growing up as a child didn't know that perspective he saw his father as a really bad man but once he saw this perspective of his own father being abused by his father his perspective changed it was like wow like you know i mean it gave him more compassion basically Mm -hmm. to see like i don't actually know the full story like only god actually knows the full story of all of our bads all of our goods you know and like really what makes us a human being and we can't judge we can't judge other people even if we think that what they did was an evil act like you know people in prison who have murdered other people like we can't judge them based on that one action because we don't know the childhood that they have mm-hmm. and we don't know how much and like I said this isn't to justify any of those actions but it's just that we can't make those judgments of that they're a good or bad person
0: yeah that's really because like I I've listened to a lot of podcasts about serial killers and most of them have been abused exactly or had some kind of trauma like This Mm -hmm. guy, well, I mean, we don't need to go into the details of it, but he did something terrible, but it was like he was abused by his mother Mm -hmm. to a point where it's like, oh, of course he killed his mom because, like, she was the one who's, like, you know. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, and it's not like, Oh, yeah, go kill your mom if she's being a dick to you. It's like, no, but it's like, I see where it... Like, it, I can, ex- I read the story. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, like, even Jeffrey Dahmer, I had watched that um, series that had come out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, like, still want to just say, like, oh, he's an evil man. And, like, I, I'm not justifying any of the things he took, but seeing... In in that story of how his mother one did drugs with him while he was in the womb, and then was like very um, chaotic and like didn't didn't give him any love or any like you know attention basically, and just to just for a child um, you know to not experience the love of their parents can make them make a lot of choices that you know, may end them up in jail and like all of these other, all of these other issues. And so it's like, I think a lot of people don't realize these deeper perspectives of what, what occurred to them as a child for them to make these choices as an adult, which ultimately goes into my belief that the family unit is so important and that, like, to create a strong society, a strong community of people, it starts with you as an individual. And if you choose to have children, you need to be responsible for yourself and then be responsible for those children. Because you, once you bring a child into this life, you're responsible for the future yeah. of this, like, society. And so, you know, and, and I mean, it goes like fathers and mothers and there's I notice a lot of women nowadays that there's a lot more single households where it's just moms raising their kids, and then the moms are playing the man, the masculine role by working and providing for the house. And then they can't actually play the mother role, which is raising the children. And then they're putting the children in school systems, which is just raising them to be workers for the society. For me, I'm going to homeschool my kids, and I'm going to teach them about business, and I'm going to teach them about all of the things that I think are really important to be a human being and they're going to be amazing i mean i would hope so i mean every parent would but i know that with my intentions and with me wanting to be completely present in their life like nobody else is going to raise my kids not a school not a nanny or Mm. you know some other person it's going to be me because i have the blueprint for those kids
0: Mm. So, so so like i'm guessing you're not a fan of abortion then
2: or no cuz i was like i don't know i think i think that if somebody was raped and you know they uh, in circumstances like that or a child being raped like abortion i do think would be necessary mm-hmm. and i would never i would never want to put that on somebody but in terms of it being a backup option like oh i I wanted to have sex and now I'm like pregnant with this child. Like, if you are going to have sex and you are making that choice, and this is to women, if you're making that choice, it is on you like you should not look at it as a backup option why is
0: it only to women i mean i
2: I mean it's to it's to men too but women women really are the gatekeepers
1: yeah i sex and so i totally agree so women i
2: mean women decide like if if a man is gonna like i said rape is different you know that's a whole different um thing but if a woman is not in a place to raise a child like mentally emotionally spiritually financially any of that stuff and she just wants to have sex i think it's irresponsible Mm. and it's not it's just wanting to have pleasures it's not realizing that that pleasure comes with a responsibility and if you are not if you do not see yourself having children with the man that you're like deciding to have sex with then that's like why why are you having sex
0: I mean, there have been times where, like, I've had sex with people and, like, afterwards I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was literally, like i pray that like she doesn't get yeah pregnant. i
2: was like well and i mean it's a so sex stands for sacred energy exchange like you are
0: uh, i don't know you it, do all the word things and i don't know like it
2: does well so, i don't agree with all that stuff sex is like sp- it is the spiritual energy that has created everything like it creates life I mean, and so when important. you were messing with that energy with some random person and you were playing with like oh we may be creating life together that is the energy that created this entire universe Mm. and so it is it is a sacred energy it's a sacred act and it should be in love like i mean think about the energetics of a baby that was like randomly created because like two people just hooked up and then like, oh man, we accidentally created a baby compared to two people coming together in like a, a union of love and this like sacred union. And then they, they make love together and they create a child in a conscious manner and because they know that they want to bring a child into this world. That child is going to have a way different energy than the one that was brought in randomly. Mm. And I mean, I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason, so all the random babies out there who are now mm. adults are listening to this like you are you're meant to be here. You, you know, you you're valid and um but it still is like I I do think that it it should be looked at as sacred. And so this idea of like um just having sex to have sex. I don't. I don't agree with hookup culture. I don't think that it's responsible, and I think that it's you know creating a lot of broken families. And you know, it's it's just there's just so many factors into how like society has just completely gone away from itself. And then even like birth control and stuff. Um, you know, obviously like if you don't want to have kids. And you've decided as a woman that you don't want to have kids or as a man, like get a vasectomy or get, you know, your tubes tied. Mm -hmm. I know for like younger women, they won't, they won't do that. So they can do birth control. Birth control is really messed up though.
0: Oh yeah. I know it messes with girls.
2: (laughs) I, I was on it for four years and not only does it just like completely stop the how the natural hormonal cycle works and you know it's starting to pump a bunch of synthetic estrogen in but it actually messes with the pheromone senses of a woman and so when they they can't even naturally align themselves to a man that would be that would fit them Mm. And so it like messes with all of the pheromones and even for men to be with a woman who's on birth control messes with their pheromones too and there's just like so many issues with it and it depletes the woman of so many vital nutrients that if she did decide to have kids one day she would have to heal her body from that birth control and I actually think that it causes um cancer and I say that because both my mom and my aunt my, my aunt passed away from breast cancer she was on birth control for like over 10 years and my mom was on birth Control for over ten years and she got breast cancer. Mm -hmm. But my mom's gratefully she's still alive and you know she was able to I mean she did get the surgery and all that, um, which is a whole other thing. But but she she's doing better now, so that that is good. But I was on it for four years, and I can say that during that time I do think that it like did cause a lot of issues in my body, like hormonally, and I've had to basically heal myself from those problems that it caused. And I would tell every woman to get off birth control because did you know that women are only fertile for like about six days mm. each cycle? So about 72 days of I an entire year. I thought it was like a max year.
0: fertility, like you could still get pregnant like right after or pretty close after your period. I
2: mean, so it, it does vary, but still there's like different ways to track your ovulation where mm. you, and then for most of the other parts of the month, you your chances of getting pregnant are like very slim to none well i
0: had this um in a high school like right i went to a catholic high school they're very Mm -hmm. against like any kind of birth control (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so my teacher was like yeah you can kind of like hack it where if you look at like their cycles Mm -hmm. there are certain points where like you could probably get away with having sex and she probably won't get pregnant i was like okay like so well, that, he still nice. loopholes you know that's nice that
2: you had learned that i mean a lot of people think that you can just get pregnant all year round and i mean that's what they taught me as like a as a girl when i was younger and like i just thought like oh you know i got on birth control because i was like oh i can get pregnant like anytime like that, yeah. yeah like but no it doesn't really work like that it's more um like i said there's there's about like six seven days of each cycle and um about 72 days of the entire year <laughs> that a woman is actually fertile and even then like fertility rates are dropping right now in both oh, yeah. men and women and i think a lot of that has to do with um food and like chemical products that are disrupting hormones and then also like emf rays that are being pumped out there's so many factors yeah. and this is just i don't know there's, there's so many issues in society and i'm like how do i how do i fix it I don't, what do what because I know because I know this and you, as you were saying earlier like when you have this intelligence it's like how do you it's it's part of the responsibility mm-hmm. to be that intelligent to share that mm-hmm.
0: so would you say that like sex because it like in the modern world right nothing mm-hmm. is sacred anymore kind of thing i yeah. like you know like you got people dressing up as god and like doing all kind of crazy shit yeah and, like,
2: and then like porn and yeah. all that so it's and like
0: what like Besides, I would assume that you'd say sex is sacred, but mm-hmm. what else would you say is sacred, or do you want to go into the sacredness of um,
2: sex? I think that I think that life itself is really sacred and you know, even even giving birth is really sacred and I this this goes back into how the western medicine does birth and how they they started doing it in hospitals mm-hmm. for money <laughs> because originally it was midwives and you know there's a lot of women like who will give birth in the ocean and like mm-hmm. the, 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 like dolphins would swarm them yeah. and yeah but and then um, doing it in water you know or doing it in a more natural way where you're in your own home environment like it's there there's, I I think that life all of life itself is really sacred and that every moment should be looked at as as such, you know? Like, every moment that you can breathe is a sacred moment that you can, like, exist here on this plane. And, you know, in, in the states of um, DMT, I had experienced where I was just floating consciousness, which can, you know, be fun at first, but, like, you're when you're not in a body, you don't get to experience the whole array of, like, emotions. It's like... We came here because we wanted to be here. I I believe that. Like even if souls have forgot and they're like in the suffering and of this reality, which you know I've suffered. Mm -hmm. There's been lots of moments where I'm like, oh, why am I here? Like why? Why do I continue to suffer? But then I come into these moments where I'm feeling this like immense love in my heart, and just like my whole being is like reverberating this this love just existence and that's that's what reminds me of like just the sacredness mm-hmm. of everything and how how beautiful all moments really are
0: mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> Holy Sam. i mean that might be a good place to end it because that's yeah like a, that's like a perfect kind of like cherry on top mm-hmm. all right well thank you thank you aurora for coming on of course <laughs> um, yeah it, oh do you have like where can people find you if they want your art or something
2: like that? Oh, yeah. So my um Instagram is Aurora stardust like star Artist. Um, my Instagram, and I have a website that's also aurorastardust.com dot com or I have another Instagram, Aurora Starseed. <laughs> um so yeah, those are my those are my social medias. Um, yeah, you could find me. Find me there, and you know, follow my art journey, my music journey, and whatever else I create. And hopefully, after listening to this, if <laughs> the, the craziness—I'm sure people will
0: buy with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, cool.
2: I, I know it can. I know it can be a lot, and people may question everything it is that I say. And these are, you know, my disclaimer is that I I'm not perfect, and I'm not entirely sure of like these things that i've discovered but it's unconventional but it's different and it shows a lot
0: okay yeah i mean yeah warning we are humans by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry, no gods on the podcast yet <laughs> um but okay yeah well thank you very much and uh yeah goodbye
1: bye